witches, wizards and muggles. Such an honour it is to welcome you to Renovate, a Harry Potter TCG revival podcast with your host, Doug, Mona and Emilio. Thank you for that, Dobby. We appreciate you. Uh, my name is Mona Morsi. I am one of the co-hosts of Renovate, a Harry Potter TCG Revival podcast. Welcome. I am here with the other co-hosts. Doug Coleman. I'm also here today with the other co-host. Emilio Soto. I guess this way. And, <laughs> yeah, yes. I know, right? <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's good to be back. How's everyone doing? It's hot here. We're in the midst yeah. of summer. Hope everyone's having a good summer. But yeah, tonight we're talking about Adventures at Hogwarts, the expansion set. Um, very excited about this one particularly because this and Chamber Secrets is where I get into territory where there's a lot of cards I'm missing or don't even have. So mm. it's going to be ex- excited to go over those with you guys and see what kind of interactions uh, these cards have with one another. Definitely. Yeah, me too. Adventures at Hogwarts is definitely, uh, I would say, like my favorite. I just love, I love the box, the cards. So I'm super stoked about this. Definitely. Oh man, that's one thing we typically do on these episodes is right before we dive into the current expansion, we do our top five from the last. Did you guys prepare for that? I, f- I forgot. <laughs> uh, can, yeah, yeah. I, I also forgot, but we can also uh, potentially. I was gonna say we could do, we could do a recap on the next episode, and that's the thing we could cover this and adventures. Let's do it that way because this cool. way we can kind of just dive right into adventures at Hogwarts. Let's do it. But uh, yeah, sorry about that, listener. Hope you weren't ex- excited to hear about our top <laughs> yeah. five. That'll come soon, I promise. Yeah. But uh, let's see. We're going to go uh, card by card. Uh, it looks like there's 80 in this expansion set. Obviously, five of those being lesson cards. But um, who wants to start this one off? We can get a rotation going. Emilio, Emilio, Soto, Soto. Sure. I'll start because it's <laughs> my favorite card anyway. Sort of right. yeah. So, yeah, also one of my favorite sets or my favorite set because it was just a surprise. You know, like mm-hmm. Wizards of the Coast was in this age. They were not doing much of a promotion for their sets. Same was happening with things like Neopets and other card games, Maple Story. So, you know, one day I just walked in and I was used to Quidditch and Base and all this. Oh, wait, now there's a new set. Mm. And so this just has a very, you know, a, a bunch of value for me. And also the candy, which we'll talk about. Oh, so yeah. with that small thing, let's start with my first card. Well, the first, the set's first card is Albus Dumbledore, you know, the gay man himself. And he's <laughs> yeah. a wizard, unique character. Uh, he has the funniest flavor text on any uh, Harry Potter card because it's just a bunch of titles there. Uh, but, you know, Hogwarts Headmaster. And as a Headmaster, he is able to let to play the most powerful spells for less. So if you have at least four lessons in play, all, all spells that cost six or more, and it has to be a printed cost of six, right? Mm-hmm. Uh will cost two less power to play. So this is a really nice card to, for example, for me, when I use Albus Dumbledore, I, you know, makes Green Guts Valky cost only four, which mm-hmm. is great. And it has other card interactions because since it's printed power, if you're lowering the cast of your spells with other cards, let's say like Bravado, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. it still gets the boost from Dumbledore. So it's really sort of overpowered when you build around it. So really cool card. Um, do you guys uh, have any you know, particular decks you build with it? 
Ah, big sigh for me. I don't own a copy of this card. It's something yeah. I probably should just print a proxy of to just mess around with it. But that's the thing. I'm very much the guy that's like, unless I don't have it, I don't really build around it. But mm-hmm. no, I do want to print one of these out just because of how powerful that ability is. But yeah, not having one is sad. But that being said, recently, uh, maybe some of our listeners were there. I, on my Twitch channel, opened a box of uh, a booster box for Diagon Alley. Know, we I also know. intend on doing that with an Adventures at Hogwarts box. And I have fingers crossed we're going to pull an album Dumbledore, yes. Hollow, Mirror Hollow or not. We just need A to Alba's Dumbledore. Right. It would be great. But that's something uh, listeners can look forward to. But yeah, so I, I don't have Albus, unfortunately. Yeah, It's great for Quidditch, for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, so sure. I you'll you'll make a great it. deck when you have one. Yeah. Just imagine him flying around on a broom, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say that I played against somebody who had a Quidditch deck starting with Albus, Dumbledore, and I didn't realize at first, like, I didn't I didn't have like any judgment on it at all actually I was like oh that's really cool I never thought of that and then as we were going I was like ah I see <laughs> and as I'm totally. as I'm just losing and taking all this hit I'm like that's dope uh that's definitely <laughs> definitely uh, a deck that I'm going to build for sure so yeah starting Albus Dumbledore uh with the Quidditch deck is something that people should dive into 100% He totally. does it all and also it was my first card my first rare card from this set my first pack oh, had wow. a, a a mirror foil Dumbledore. Oh, so I think also beautiful. that helped with the hype and uh, the importance of this set yeah. in my mind. Yeah, that makes sense. Just so who has our squib? Oh, sorry. Oh, nice. Uh... <laughs> So I was just going to say that he's such an important character either way that if you don't even play yeah. with him, you know, it's just, it's dope. So Yeah. Very good. Well, I guess that leads us to our next character. Um, I'll read this one because I have a little bit of background with this card particularly. Uh, it's our next character. It's Argus Filch. You may use an action to discard an adventure from play. Yours or your opponent's. You don't get the reward. So uh, just discard an adventure. Uh, no rewards given. Not really a powerful ability in my mind. Maybe somebody has a use for this. But the reason I have any association with this card is I... When I was revisiting the Harry Potter trading card game and being like, oh, let me go find my collection, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I know 100% I have an Argus Filch. And I couldn't find that card for the life Aww. of me. So I don't know if, like, in my childhood I lost that one specific card. But, uh, yeah, I don't have any Argus Filch either. God, I can't wait to open that box. Oh, <laughs> man. I, yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh, Argus Filch is actually, uh, for me, it's one of the most, you know, definitely most powerful cards in the set because it is oh, sort wow. of like... It is sort of the McGonagall mm-hmm. effect, but you can do True. it multiple, multiple times, times through yeah. a game, right? Oh, right. It's, I it's, didn't... Yeah, mm. it's really sad that it's not a wizard. We all know he's a squib. He has no magic. I know. Uh, right. I, poor I should that. Good point. This as a wizard would be uh, redonkulous. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. the Lannisters send their regards for those two of you that <laughs> know the connection of who plays Argus Filch. Uh, we have the Game of Thrones franchise. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, but no, that just goes to show how like some, a card to me that I didn't really see any value in is pretty important in this. Yeah, set, so, yeah it's it's cool. definitely um, just to kind of like go piggyback off of Emilio. It is it is a really powerful card in that sense, especially when you are able to just like get it out as like insurance, if you will, or sort of like security, knowing that if somebody plays something like a Caught by Snape or whatever, where you cannot play a card like a spell card or something that gets rid of an adventure, um, you at least have this. So, sort of like flying car, really, you know, just kind of like right. that, just having that there. Um, Argus yeah. Filch is also a card that's in, like, the character decks that some people have built. 
I think it was mm-hmm. the Dark Mark that put the character deck on their website, uh, which is a really good website, by the way, for those that don't know. The Dark Mark TCG, I believe, is what it is. Um, nice. Yeah, they have some really good uh, like decks, and then like you know some articles there that they talk about different cards. But um, they have the character deck where Argus Filch is in it. I built a deck off of that. I changed a few things just because I didn't have cards that they listed um but argus filch definitely comes in handy when you've got an adventure that's played against you because it just some of these adventures are so brutal that you just don't want to solve them you're like "Mm, i would rather not so (laughs) right (laughs) makes sense yeah so that leads us to the next one uh which is crab and goyle uh they are wizards and uh slytherin of course and it says you may use an action and discard two cards from your hand to do three damage to your opponent um I recently I started um, I have a deck where I start with Crab and Goyle um, and Mm. I sort of got like the I don't know like the inspiration to do it uh, playing with a friend of mine because they had caught by Snape many caught by Snape and if I can't do anything with my cards anyway because I'm locked down I might as well get rid of some to continue to do damage so having yep. Crab and Goyle's ability when you're locked down anyway because inevitably people are going to play with Caught by Snape or some of these other cards that just don't let you do anything um, and so to be able to get rid of some cards that you wouldn't use anyway because of that um, you know and then being able to do damage all the while is actually really helpful yeah I like that a lot it's flavorful they're bullies like, yeah exactly they're just gonna do damage anyway like yeah <laughs> uh, yeah and I also I don't know I just I, I need to experiment with that more I feel like especially if you were uh, building a deck that's like very multicolor for any reason and it's like oh I don't have these lessons in play I could get rid of these cards because they're they don't mean anything to me yet because I haven't pulled the lesson uh, like stuff like that I could really benefit you with doing damage so that would be fun mm-hmm. to play with exactly yeah yeah, I, I hate the art for this card. Yeah. I've never, I've, <laughs> I've never thought about this card, to be honest. It was just so very meh. So it's right. very interesting that Mona brought up that uh, cool little deck idea. Yeah, um, definitely. That brings me to the next card, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I don't want to talk more about Crab and Girl, <laughs> And that okay. is the Detention Adventure, which we have the fabulous McGonagall just posing here. Yep. Uh, and this adventure your opponent can't play can't use any <laughs> any actions to play adventure cards. And to solve, your opponent chooses two adventures from their hand and discards them. Then they draw a card as a reward. I actually like this card a lot because I do dislike adventures. So if I'm going to have an adventure, why not have an adventure that doesn't let you play adventures? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Adventures, adventures for your adventures. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. it's really, really the meme of we've got adventures for your adventures. Uh, so yeah, really, really cool card. I like it a lot. And, uh, yeah, I had forgotten about it. It's not just re- revisiting it. I would definitely add it to, uh, some decks mm-hmm. if I want to Me troll too. people yeah. like, you know, people that I'm not gonna mention or look <laughs> at that, you know, play card by Snape or stuff like that, that, you know. I don't know who those monsters. people are. So I'm gonna call no, them Yeah, monsters. I'm not sure who he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's fun. Uh, no, I really need to throw that in my decks, especially if I do any more tournament play. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but pretty simple, yeah. right? Very straightforward yeah. card. Yeah. True that. I guess that 
brings us to our next one, which is our first uh, spell card. It's Dragon's Blood, uh, which I guess should be a potion anyway. Or a let's poison. not get into really that. Let's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Say, don't, try to, don't try to trigger <laughs> yeah, me. Right. I have forgotten about it. You bring it up again. <laughs> it's just malicious. Oh, that's funny. It costs seven potion uh, lessons. And uh, to play this card, discard two of your potion lessons from play. Do 11 damage to your opponent or to a creature of your choice. 11 is nothing to sneeze at. And with a cost of seven... That's not terrible, right. but yeah, again, it's something Mona doesn't like, discarding less than play. You're just triggering yeah. both I of know. us, like, Yeah, I know, yeah. What you Double. Do. This card right here is just triggering <laughs> both of us. This is the one that ends the podcast. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Dragon's Blood, you're canceled. No, okay, so, um, yeah. Really cool card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the art. I actually love, you know, I love potions growing up, like in general. Uh, I've, I've talked about, I mean, I used to make like potions, mm. air quotes for those that are only listening. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, I love this card. Still not an item, but you know, oh. we can't, we, we, we've talked enough about that. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, 11 damage is it nice. It is. And you know, I, um, I need to sort of like build some more decks and just kind of get into the thought process of having these potions where you just get rid of, you just get rid of, um, lessons because there's also, I, I want to say it's, if, is it Moaning Myrtle's bathroom or it's, it's a certain location and I could be wrong on which one, but instead of, instead of actually discarding it, it returns to your hand. Potions Dungeon. Potions Dungeon. Potions Dungeon. Yeah. So that card is really helpful that I realized um, it's kind of like, it's kind Love of like it. Hagrid's house, right? Like the same sort of thing. Exactly. And so once I came across that, I was like, all right, cause I've been experimenting more with decks and some of these cards that I've like shied away from, um, just trying to right. build decks for the league. And so this was one of them that, that had this in it. And I was like, all right, well, let me try. And it's really not too bad. I still don't love it, but if I could return it to my hand, it's a lot better than discarding it. Right. So. Definitely. And if you're playing like uh, Hermione yes. or something, you could put both right back. It's, it's There's some crazy loops there in potions. Like I, I really uh, – potions doesn't get enough love sometimes I feel and it's a really interesting uh, lesson time. 100%. For sure. And with Dumbledore, mm-hmm. right, the headmaster of the set, like it costs only yes, five. Yes, so. exactly. Oh my god. Pretty yeah. decent. Look at us just building these brutal decks right now. Just Killing it. <laughs> yeah. We're giving – all the insider info. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I think this one's most. Yes. All right. So we got now an item, Dumbledore's Watch. It costs nine transfiguration. Uh, let's see what it does. If this card is in play before your turn, discard all cards other than your starting character from play. Interesting. Um, it's a board wipe. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, it is a unique one, so you can't have multiple of these uh, in play. I personally haven't um played with this card it just hasn't been one that's like sort of come up in my radar as one um but it's not not that i wouldn't i just it just wasn't that and i think invisibility cloak is another item that i just have never really played with it's just one of those it's like uh, so what do you guys think about this card Mm -hmm. really high cost yeah i I, but i love this card i think this is one of the cards that i uh remember I don't remember what deck runs it, but there's there's a way to make this work. You know, it is uh obviously you can't have an item or um creature adventure. You can't have a deck based on things that stay forever, right? But it is really good against decks that rely too much on adventures or characters or creatures because you're removing everything and you can have three of this in your deck and just you know it doesn't matter that it's unique because you just right, have exactly. one right. discarded, you play the other one. Um 
so for me, it's it's a great great card. Uh, even even the cost, it's worth it. It's a full board wipe, you know. So um, I love this card a lot, and I like items in general, right? So this right. is one of my favorite ones for sure. So you've used, so you've had this card, and you've used it. Yeah. So when you use it, is it just like you're playing against like a really brutal like creature deck, for example? Normally creatures, yeah, okay, creatures, creatures or or I or another item deck, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can imagine like someone playing you uh, with potions and stacking cauldrons. Yes. Or, uh, you can only have one wand, for instance, yeah. or one broom, for instance. But like cauldrons, you could have as many as you want, and uh, that would be nice to just take that. Yeah, because I think the one card that reminds me, like this ability that that's been helpful, is um, Professor Quirrell. Yeah. So like you know, just getting rid of all the creatures or items, right? And so that's been really helpful when I'm playing against somebody who has a really brutal creature deck. And so I'm just like, well, let's just get rid of all of them. Uh, you know, so I could, I could definitely see from that perspective, uh, why that'd be helpful. For but sure. I forget, like, isn't Quirrell to the hand or he discards? I, I always, um, I, I f- think it's discard. I think it's discard yeah. as well, but I could um, be wrong. I don't remember. I just don't remember. But yeah, but yeah, board wipes in any game are really useful, right? So this is hard. I think this is the only like everything board wipe. As as Mona mentioned, there's of course Quirrell that bounces or destroys. I guess discards. That's the what people remember. Uh, there's spiders, something that from Chamber of Secrets that bounces uh, all be all creatures. There's yeah, table the table disaster yeah. or something that oh yeah uh, table items. trouble yep, yep. Uh, but yep. this is the only board where that just hits everything so okay so nice. sorry guys I just I looked it up just so that we didn't get our listeners confused yeah. Professor Quirrell reads once per game you may return all creatures and items to their opponents to to their owners hands. Okay. So it doesn't yeah. discard okay. it. It, it wasn't does, discard. Yeah, which which is still especially if they're playing something like. Um, like fluffy or something where you like unicorn where you've got to get rid of a lesson, you know, yeah, so to return course. it, you know, to their hand is kind of a pain in the yeah. ass. So, yeah, no, good correction on that. Um, I guess that takes us to our next card. Yeah, and that's on me, right? Yeah. And that's so. yep. uh, we have the end of year feast, uh, four cost charm spell, and you put four adventure cards from your discard pile into your hand. So, of course, really powerful if you're running Fred and George or any right. sort of adventure heavy deck or if you're an evil monster that runs four caught by Snape <laughs> and you want more caught by Snape. So, m- more and more and more. Who the hell artists, could that be? I don't know. Yeah, uh, but the art is really interesting. Uh, the Great Hall has the Gryffindor banner since Dumbledore is committed to making Gryffindor win no matter you know. No <laughs> Yo, matter straight happens, up, so. dude. That dude is favoritism <laughs> all the way, but... <laughs> they should just leave it there, you know. And, uh, yeah, very basic, simple card recovery. You know, you've been dueling. You've been hit a few times. Key adventure cards have been discarded. You can return them with this. Even if you only return two or one adventure card, it can be worth it. Mm-hmm. If your deck really needs it. Mm-hmm. So, um uh, really surprised that Harry Potter had this sort of huge number on mm-hmm. cards that re- in, the, in the feast that returning, like, four cards from your grave. That's something that you yeah. don't see in most games. Like in Magic the Gathering Pokemon, like at most you return one, uh, you know, and, and it's, uh, so really powerful effects, but the game is really small, so it makes sense. Right, right. Yeah. 
But with the cost of four, that's where it makes me like think like like you said on a previous episode, like whoever's doing research and development, like how do you get like this card costs X and it does this much damage, but it's like backwards in the other sense. Like in this sense, like four to take back four from a graveyard, like that's very powerful. I would have at least expected it to cost like eight or something. But I yeah, don't know. I know what you mean, especially with its partner card, if you want to call it that, with it's the Halloween feast right. and it allows you to get yeah. four lessons, right? And so at that point, you're just like, yeah. that's like that's saving you, you know, uh, to yeah. to some degree. But yeah, really good card. Yeah. So so there's that, that one's for creatures. The Halloween feast is for creatures. That's right. The end of year is the uh, this one for adventure and this one for lessons. That I forget the start of term. Start of oh, yeah, yeah, term. start of term. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Nope, it's all good. Well, that takes us to our next card. It's a creature. It's a dog. Unique. It's Fang. Fang. And, oh, man, I like Fang in the books, but, man, I don't know about this dog. He looks very intimidating. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, to play this card, discard one of your care magical creature lessons from play. When you play this card, do four damage to your opponent. I love when creatures do that, like the insta damage as you lay it down. Uh, but his damage each turn is four, and his health is seven. So, yeah, unique. You can only play one Fang uh, at a time, but a very cool card. Yeah, discarding only one uh, to do four damage immediately is actually pretty decent, and then four damage each turn. Um, I personally haven't played Fang, but I I would. You know, Fang, Fang seems to be... He's kind of, I mean, kind of pricey, because I think there are a couple other creatures that either do, like, three damage or four damage, uh, and they cost, like, half of that. But either way, you know, right? pretty good. Yeah, eight is a little much, but like we've said at the start of this episode, if you're starting with Alba's mm-hmm. Dumbledore, none yeah, exactly. of that matters. Yeah. Well, yeah, not for creatures, but yeah, um, oh, for sure. spells. But definitely, you know, um, it has a lot of health, so it can withstand a little bit. So yeah, I think, you know, a part of the research and development of these cards is that they're taking way too much into account the health when there's cards that just discard creatures, right? So the health right. shouldn't be that big of a, you know, in my, in my judgment, shouldn't be that big of a deal for the cost mm. because you have so many ways to get rid of creatures. Yeah. Uh, but it looks like that's where the team was heading, right? Like, oh, it has a lot of health. Let's make it more expensive. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That makes sense. So... Uh, is this me? Mona, do you want to talk to us about slamming yeah. into a wall? Yes, slamming into a wall. <laughs> it is finding the platform. This is an adventure, and the effect is your opponent can't use actions to play location cards. To solve it, your opponent lets you search your deck. You may take up to two location cards from your deck, show it to your opponent, and then put it into your hand, and then shuffle. Uh, the reward is your opponent may put a lesson card from his or her hand into play. Um, okay, I mean, I think if you're going to play this card, it's probably because you really needed a location, and, uh, you know, you just really have to hope that your opponent not being able to play a location matters to them, because, you know, sometimes it doesn't, you know, they're like, all right, well, it doesn't really make that much of a difference, or if you want to play a location half the time it might it might help me out anyway if we're playing something similar right so like you playing like wand shop exactly please go get that wand shop so i don't have to use an action to play that and i'm still going to benefit type of thing so yeah right i want to add this to my owl decks now because i really need that owl eyelops owl emporium or else like the owls are just so fragile Um, and I'm sure if I go up against someone that needs potions dungeon, they're not going to like that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And it's it's sort of like, you know, 
you have to ensure that whatever it is that your opponent's playing, that, that them not being able to play locations matters. So, right, yeah, pretty that's a unique adventure. Yeah, and that's why like it's important. You know, we always remind our our listeners like that you design decks. Uh, if you want to play with others, I would just design two decks that are evenly matched or that have cool interactions. Like, you know. Two decks that maybe run this adventure and also are impo- have a location that is important, right? So you can both play it, and it's kind of flavorful. It's kind of like double standard card. It's like, you can't play locations, but I want to get locations. So it is like <laughs> Mona saying, like, why are you assuming that the other person will want to play locations? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, interesting, right? right. Um Definitely. Definitely. Uh, we can move on to our next card. One of my uh, another like one of my favorite cards in the set is the Gallia, and I love Wizard Money. Yes, um, I, I love yeah. it since I had the board game. There's a board game that that came with like plastic Wizard mm-hmm. Money, uh, like with the same ilu- the same design of this illustration uh, that, that was awesome. expired after uh, the movies, like changing to like normal coins mm-hmm. with some weird dragons, right? Mm-hmm. So. Definitely, I like this money. It looks very magical. And like in real life, uh, if you have lots of money, you can do more things. So the Galleon costs 10 because it's the biggest mm-hmm. coin. It's a gold coin. Um, you play it, and then um, you can only play one money per turn. Uh, before your turn, you can uh, discard it if it's in play, of course, and you get three more actions. There you go. Um, so yeah, I mean, you get three actions. That means that you could potentially do a combo to finish off your opponent. Um, so, you know, if you're going to get three actions, you better have some use to them. We know that we have the, um, better monies in the set, in my opinion, because if you're running Draco Malfoy slithering with the items, right? Uh, the one that's, that gives the extra action with the items, then, um, you can really benefit from money, but you just have to be careful of what you're using those actions for. There's also the revival card, the Draco's father, Lucius. Mm. That if you have oh, five yeah. or more actions in a turn, you search a card in your deck. Is that what it does? Something like that? I'm not sure. It gets, benef- I think so. it gets benefits from when you have five or more uh, actions in one turn. Oh, so obviously related right. Malfoy, related Malfoy's to, you know, money. Right. So yeah, really cool card. I would run maybe one or two when I run it. Not, not many, right? Like it's something that you don't, uh, unless you're building around it. Uh, maybe if you have like a one shot kind of deck and you want those extra actions quickly, then maybe, but I haven't done that, but I still like the card mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I, I do have a deck that is uh, very heavy with um, wizard money. So I've got like galleons and sickles and all that in there. And it's because of exactly what you said, Emilio with the wand shop. And so the whole purpose of that mm-hmm. deck is to get the uh, venomous tentacular juice and Dobby's help combo out. Mm-hmm. Because they're so expensive, yeah. you've got the wand shop that helps with that. Um, but because you want to ensure that it's going to make a, it's yeah. going to make an impact to your opponent. You know, like I've got quite a few um, copies of both Dobby's Help and Venomous Tentacular Juice in there, and so having a galleon yeah. is good because you can play like three Dobby's Help and one Venomous type thing. You know, all in one turn, mm-hmm. which is four actions. Yeah. Um, and you know. It's just, it's kind of uh, obviously pretty crazy. But yeah, I mean, it is expensive, but you could even do that with just a sickle, which costs uh, less than that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but exactly. It looks cooler. I love this. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, <laughs> now we have we have a card that Doug actually have a lot of experience with. 
So oh I'm yeah, sure he a will, great hall. Yeah. <laughs> it's a location unique. Uh, when you play this card, discard any other location from play. Uh, yours or your opponent's. But before each player's turn, he or she draws a card. Um, and yeah, I pull the holographic nice. one of these. It was very nice. Yeah, felt very good. Um, but yeah, this as far as this location though, um, I'm not sure. I'm not really running this in decks, but it is a nice little resource builder early on. And again, this is one of those that's just going to benefit your opponent just as much as it benefits you. So uh might speed up the game a little bit, but I'm not uh jumping at the mm-hmm. bit to play this card. Yeah, I mean, same. I uh, I know that there's, there's already times where like, I feel like I if I draw a card, I'm kind of like doing myself like a disservice because I have nothing else to do. Uh, so yeah, I definitely yeah. am not uh, in a hurry to get that out. But it's it's a great card, of course, and yeah, definitely oh, yeah. artwork's fantastic too. And the next one, I actually Mona brought up earlier, so it's yes, it is Hagrid's house, which is a location. Um, you can only have one location out, which I think we talked about in a in a different episode yeah. where Emilio, you mentioned that. You should be able to have a couple locations at the same time, which I agree. Like each player. Yeah, yeah each player should be able to, yeah. Um, so what Hagrid's House does is whenever a Care Magical Creatures lesson is discarded from play, put it into its owner's hand. Uh, and that's yours or your opponent's. So if you're playing Fang, for example, and you got to discard one, instead of putting it in your discard pile, you put it in your hand, which is good because then you could play that again uh, the next uh, the next turn. So Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I love this card. I play it in many of my creatures' decks. I try to slip it in there. As many copies that I have are in decks, mm-hmm. so it's a very used card. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, those all those cards are very similar. It's like Quidditch, Quidditch, Quidditch pitch, pitch, Portions yeah. Dungeon. Yeah. This thing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, really cool cards if you if you don't want to discard. Uh, so yeah, pretty nice. Um, then we can move to uh, the next card, which is Harry Triumphant. Mm-hmm. It's a character, unique wizard, if you didn't know. And, uh, of course, at the end of each of your of your turns, uh, if you played an adventure card, you can draw up to four cards. So, really interesting, right? Like, so if you play an adventure, you draw four cards. So, it's replenishing your resources, but it's also hurting you in terms of, you know, damage-ish. Um, I like this card. I haven't really built on it. Uh, but, you know, just visiting it, I like it. You just, I would say it's a deck that doesn't run many adventures. So it's like, you know, you get that boost when you need it. You know, it's like an adventure caution, uh, cautionary adventure deck, I would say. Yeah. Or if you're running some, a, a combo, right? And you need to just get your draw, your combo pieces fast out. Like let's say there's nothing potion and the borrow, right? right? Yeah. So you don't really care, like, if you're drawing cards because as long as you, as soon as you get your combo out, you can potentially win the game. So who cares, right? Right. Yeah. That so makes sense. yeah, interesting. Totally. Yep. I've never played with uh, Harry Triumphant, but uh, seems seems like it'd be good. Yeah, me neither. And I'm gonna maybe have to like that's the nice thing about this podcast revisiting certain cards. Yep. It does make me want to get out of my comfort zone and just uh, play with these cards. There's some really cool 100%, stuff. Hundred percent. Exactly. That leads us to our next location, which is Hospital Dormitory. It costs seven uh, <laughs> potion power, and it reads, uh, each turn, each player may prevent four damage done to him or her. The damage may be prevented from one or more cards. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, very powerful uh, location, but the problem there is I feel like it's going to really elongate the game because it's just going to prevent damage <laughs> for both uh, players. So it's interesting yeah. for sure. 
Yeah, that is true, especially if you're playing against somebody who's got a potion um, a potion deck, because that's always helpful. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of the potion cards are so brutal, like we read earlier, with that 11 damage. Uh, I mean, yep, so just yep. being able to kind of like get rid of any any amount of that is always good, so. Yeah. I have played with this in the past, but um, usually I feel like if I might have multiple locations, and I might be, yeah, it's probably Potions Dungeon, realistically, and if I have like both of my hand, I'm putting Potions Dungeon down over this, but it's all uh, depends on the strategy and the current situation. Right, in. yeah, exactly, for sure. All right, is this me, Hut on the Rock? Uh, Yep. I think You're so. Under rock. Cool. So yep. it's an adventure, and it says play this card only if you have at least five lessons in play. So uh, the effect is before each of your opponent's turns, if he or she has any cards in play, he or she chooses one of them and discards it. To solve it, your opponent discards his or her hand, and the reward is that you you take five damage. So <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> like, I wouldn't play. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> so, I don't like that Unless either. I got a hospital dormitory in there and I'm only taking one damage, but still, I mean. Right. Yeah, no. yeah it's it's a, it's a very powerful adventure. You can definitely build around it. Like, I, uh, I had this deck. It was with the Forbidden Corridor, uh, Hot Under Rock, and I had, I, th- I think this was one of that I ran with Draco Malfoy, I'm trying to remember, because you can get a lot of cheap items out that you can discard, but your opponent probably does not uh, have that strategy, right? So while you're discarding like cheap items, they're discarding their lessons and stuff like that. So right. you're like locking them down to not have anything, and you have everything basically because you are just like playing cheap items like the books and getting more actions and money. So it could be a really brutal card. I never understood the flavor other than the, for the mechanic, right? You have five lessons, so you can guarantee that it goes on for a while. But it is it is like a horrible location to be at, right? We've right. seen it in the movies and read it in the books. So, yeah, like you said, cool you're part. like getting locked down. You're literally on an island with all this like treacherous water all around mm-hmm. you. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that's yeah. maybe right. Um, but all right, I think that leads us to our next character, though, and that's Madame Pomfrey. And here we have her uh, looking very different from the movies. Yes, uh, <laughs> definitely very very different. Uh, and basically the opposite. And basically, <laughs> yeah. once per turn, you can shuffle up to 12 non-healing cards from a discard pile into your deck. So it's a once per turn, so it's not consuming actions, if I remember correctly. You get some healing, and you can instead a starting character because she's a witch. Uh, it's a very good secondary or, you know, helping character because of the healing. Or if for whatever reason your deck needs that healing on command, then it's a good starting character. Uh, but it really depends on, you know, how your deck is built. Really cool <coughs> card, healing, because she's a nurse. Mm-hmm. So very basic mm-hmm. flavor there. And not much else to say about it. Yeah, uh, definitely yeah. one of those cards uh, that just kind of like continues. It's like if you use this or you use multiple, then the game is just everlasting. Like it's just one of those that's just like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I love this card. I have when I first started playing the game, I I did start with Madame Pomfrey as like my starting character almost always. It was just like either Madame Pomfrey mm. or Severus Snape or whatever. Mm. Um, but just because I, I liked the idea of being able to like replenish my deck, right? Um, so definitely one of those. And I would say that in most of my decks I have, I try to have at least a copy of Madame Pomfrey. Um, just always, just Hmm. always good. 
I try to run her in almost all of my Quidditch decks just because of how rare of an instance it is to heal in Quidditch outside of like a Slytherin yeah, match and stuff. Yeah, for so sure. yeah, it's yeah. good to have her in there yep. for sure. Um, that leads us to our next adventure, which is Meeting Fluffy, and it <laughs> reads... Uh, well, first, we got to admire that artwork. Oh, yeah. uh, this one also is uh, unique because it's a promo, and the promo is super cool because it's got... Instead of the word promo in the bottom right, it says launch yeah. on it. Uh, maybe Mona could elaborate more on that. Yeah, well, you know, the only thing that I really know about it is just that it was... Um, like, it came in this sort of, uh, like, sealed... I just recently got my hands on one, actually, um, and it was sealed in a way that not a lot of other promos were. I don't really know why it says launch on it, but um, I'll definitely do some more uh, research. I don't know what they were launching. Maybe it was the launch of the Adventures at, at Hogwarts set. Um, yeah, it's I wonder, a set. You know, yeah. and that was okay. sort of like, that was just... Because like, like Amelia said earlier, like they didn't really do a whole lot to kind of talk about this particular set. Um, and so that was sort of like their way of doing it. And um, yeah, so either way, dope, dope, yeah. dope card. It really is. I, I love that little uh, unique aspect to it that it's the only real like launch. Yeah, that's the card. only thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and just and just yeah, for background, like Wizards does this with all their other games, Magic and even like Neopets, like they start to adopt this launch promo which will be given to stores mm -hmm. holding the product either for an event launching the product or just the first people whatever amount of the cards that were given that bought a box or some booster packs mm. oh that's so awesome. i think this is one of the first iterations of that yeah. oh, wow that's cool um but as for the actual adventure itself it reads play this card only if you have at least nine lessons in play good <laughs> yeah that's unreal uh effect before each of your turns uh your opponent takes 12 damage <laughs> Fluffy isn't fucking around. Yeah, uh, to solve, <laughs> your opponent lets you choose three or of his or her cards in play uh, and discard them. Uh, your opponent's reward is your opponent gets one more action the turn he or she solves this adventure. So, yikes. Um, big yikes all around. I, I've never played this. I've never encountered it or been up against it, probably because I'm too nice to myself and my wife to not put ourselves through this. But again... <laughs> Nine lessons in play. I, I don't know. There's plenty of cards that are even higher cost than nine that have somehow maybe got it to work out. So I could see this happening, but man, you have to be evil. And it is just a game ender, it feels like. Yeah, it's well, it's sort of like, I guess, similar to its creature, Fluffy. You know, Fluffy yeah. does yeah, exactly. 12 damage. And so it's just sort of like kind of in line with that, which is just ridiculous. I mean, it's. <laughs> It is unreal. And now that that's another card that I used to play in pretty much all of my character uh, and all of my creature decks back in the day uh, when I was just like, you know, I want to just do the most damage as possible. But, you know, yeah. playing Fluffy is also kind of a pain because you have to get rid of a few. I Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I forget how many to. But yeah, because I haven't. It's two. Yeah, because I haven't played it. It um, might be three or that might be Willow. I forget. Yeah. But yeah, because yeah, I haven't played it in a while because I'm just like, well, you know, whatever. Like it's so expensive. But yeah, this is just absolutely, uh, absolutely brutal. And uh, before we continue, just looking back at my guide, because I, I have written down sort of some things about the promo mm -hmm. cards. Um, oh, yeah. So uh, what I have here, it says that for the foil meeting Fluffy, it came out in June of 2002 for the Adventures at Hogwarts uh, game day tournament. And oh, so, nice. um, 
I, you know, it's hard for me because I was never at any of these events, you know? So like for those, mm-hmm. for those of you like Emilio and other, other listeners who were, it's really awesome because you can kind of recall those times. Whereas like people like me who weren't, we're just sort of like looking through history books to kind of see what's up. And so, um, but yeah, I kind of have like this thing that just pulled up where it sort of helped me during some of the videos that I was doing before about, um, the knowledge on the promos and that, that's what I got. So 2002 was when it came out. Nice. Yeah, definitely check yeah. out that video, uh, listener, on the End of the Flu YouTube. It's a fantastic resource. Uh, but yeah, that card's beautiful to behold. The promo, especially, it's holographic and everything, just fantastic. But we can move on. Yeah, and just before we move on, oh, we sure. have to sacrifice three cards, and I'm guessing that's one for each head of Fluffy. Oh, nice. Just a nice detail. <laughs> Dang, too, like, that flavor right there, like though. That. Yep, that flavor. All right, sweet. So the next one we've got is another adventure, Midnight Duel. Uh, okay, so it says play this card only if you have at least five lessons in play. So another one of the five. And the effect is yeah. to use an action to play a creature or spell card from his or her hand, your opponent must discard another card from his or her hand. And then to solve it, your opponent chooses four of his or her cards in play and discards them. And the reward is that your opponent may draw four cards. So... I'm assuming it's four and four, one for each character, maybe, uh, that's that's mm-hmm, in yeah. the art of this one. Uh, for those of you that um, are watching, you could uh, see the art there. But yeah, I mean... It's it's pretty it's pretty nice. I like the fact that you got to get rid of a card either way. Um, but I I haven't really played this often. Whenever I want an opponent to get rid of a card, I always just play Garden Gnome or uh, you know something similar to that. But right, yeah. yeah, I don't have too much experience with this adventure myself, but I do like it. I might have to experiment with For it. Sure. How about you, Emilio? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> Not particularly interested. It's I, I can see the potential for it. Right. You're doing a lot of damage, you know, to your opponent in one go. Mm-hmm. Discarding resources are basically for damage in the sp- in the in the terms of draw, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, really cool. Um, but yeah, I haven't really built on the thing around it. Fair but uh, we can talk about something I did uh, build around once, and that's the Mirror of Desire. Or, yes. How do you say it? Yes. So, the Mirror of Desire uh, is a unique item. Cost only 10. 10 Transfiguration. Very cheap. <laughs> and then, uh, it's like uh, the perfect tutor. So, you can use an action. You discard the mirror. And then, you can um, you discard the five cards. Then, you search for five cards in your deck. And that becomes your hand. So, you know, it plays on, on the mirror giving you anything you desire. That does the name. Um, and just very costly artifact. Uh, artifact item but you know if you're running something like uh mr weasley um so you can discard it heads for 10 Mm -hmm. you can also just have if you're using like a lot of items that are high cost this is the item the deck i had was with uh dumbledore's office from chamber of secrets and a bunch of items just because i wanted to play like expensive items Mm. um so i really like the card and of course it gets you any combo from your deck if you have healed before it uh, before you use its ability, then you are sure that you will get your combo out. Um, but of course, it's 10, so uh, very late game kind of thing. Yeah. Right. I was going to say, this reminds me, I was like, is this the same thing as Color Changing Ink from the previous set? But I just pulled it up. No, that right. one, you take the cards that from your hand and put them at the bottom of your deck rather than discarding them. So, but even And that you don't is search only... for anything with Color Changing Ink. So here, uh, with Arisa, yes. you search for any cards. Right. Okay, there we yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. that's... The, yeah. That makes sense why it's expensive then. Because yeah, Color 
shortchanging ink only costs four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then like you know, like he was saying that it's you know obviously the mayor of Erised, you spelled Erised backwards, it's desire, so you get whatever cards <laughs> you wish for uh, to get that combination. You know, so yeah, it's definitely definitely a, a really really unique card, uh, one that. It hasn't really come up on my radar, but definitely worth it. I mean, especially if you're tor- like if you kind of have the ability to somehow play cards for less, you know, type things. So, um, like if you've got uh, charms and uh, transfiguration, you know, then maybe you can kind of uh, get this out. Or like you said, Emilio, if you're playing with um, Arthur Weasley and you just get some damage in before you get the cards that you want, that's always helpful too. Totally. Um, well, that'll bring us to our next character card. It's a ghost, actually, unique. It's Peeves, the poltergeist. Uh, once per game, uh, you may discard your hand and then draw seven cards, uh, to make your opponent discard his or her hand and then draw seven cards. So, interesting character. You can't start as Peeves, but, um, interesting to, I'm sure in a character deck it would make sense. I haven't encountered this. I don't think I own a copy of Peeves, so that is probably why. Yeah, really powerful card. It's really nice to be able to damage your opponent for seven, basically. You replenish your hand as well. It's a ghost, and it's the most controversial character, I think, in the Harry Potter series, because sure. it wasn't included in the movies, and it's like sort of important mm-hmm. in the books. Yeah. So, what about you, Mona? Where do you use Yeah, Peeves? In, uh, for Peeves, I, I have a, a couple copies of Peeves in that character deck mm-hmm. I referenced earlier. Um, it's mm-hmm. just sort of one, it has been helpful for me, but even though I play him, yeah. I don't use his ability as often. Um, but I have before and it's definitely been helpful, especially like you said, just kind of doing that uh, extra damage to your opponent too, you know, is, is helpful too. So, um, yeah. And, and I, in that, that is a good point, you know, it is sort of a, a, I guess, controversial because, like, why not include him? I mean, we can go on for ages about, like, what they didn't include in, in the movies, but, you know, he does play some yeah. pretty uh, critical roles for sure, so. Totally. Interesting choice, or interesting omission, rather. Mm-hmm. And now you get the jelly mess, Mona. Talk about <laughs> yeah, the jelly, the jelly mess. mess. Okay, Philosopher's Stone is an item. It's healing. It's expensive. It costs 15 and it says, you may use two actions to discard this card from play to put all lesson cards from your discard pile into play. Then shuffle all non-healing cards from your discard pile into your deck. When you build your deck, you can only put one Philosopher's Stone in it. So, um... This card's I nuts. just it's- Yeah, it is, it is nuts, but I also am like, okay, if you've got 15 to play it, then what exactly are you needing all those extra lessons for from your discard pile? You I don't, don't, and it's I've I've okay. So that's the funny thing about it. I've only practically ever got it in play once, and it is so funny because it was very late in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did the healing where like basically everything but my healing cards are now in my discard pile, and all lessons that were in my discard pile are now in play. I had like thirty odd lessons or something Unreal. at that point. So at that point, it is overkill for sure. But uh, the idea really is just to heal all of the cards that were in your discard pile. It's just like you're, there's no way at that point I think you could possibly lose. Uh, it would be interesting unless someone pulled like, like their last card was like the Snuffling Potion Burrow or something. Yeah, <laughs> so nuts. like – Well, they should they should revisit your – so Doug 
has uh, the game on his uh, channel, right? Yes, on, um, it should the be Twitch. available so as a VOD. So it was recorded, and I think he almost lost. I, yeah, if I, not, yeah, it was close. After, and, after playing it, so you don't know. I like, almost don't even think I should have been able to play it. My <laughs> wife was just like, ah, I want to see what you have in store, because yeah. she probably had some card in her hand that she could have totally stopped me dead in my tracks, but she was like, yeah. no, nah, let's see what actually happens. You should all check, out, check that out, that video. It's a really fun game. Um, Mona, you were saying sorry. Oh, no, I, I'm just like... Like, because I haven't played um, Philosopher's Stone, and every anytime I've ever come across it to just, like, see if it's worth putting in my deck, I'm always, like, I'm always stuck on that one part because I'm like, well, wait, like, because what's the most expensive card in the Harry Potter TCG if it's not going to cost 15 no. Like, this has to be one of the most expensive. I think it so is the if, most expensive. It is. Yeah. Okay, so, so if there were a card that were more expensive than this, then I would understand getting your lessons out and putting them in, putting right. them in play or, or, or not in, not in play, but hoping to put some more in play. But because of how expensive this is, you can play anything if you have this many, uh, this many lessons. So that's why I guess I'm just like, so I do understand the healing part for like, you know, non-healing cards, etc. That, that I get. Um, I think I now understand the, the flavor of it though for you, Mona, is the, the Philosopher's Stone and the Elixir of Life that's literally giving you all your health and stuff back. Yeah. It's also giving you the knowledge of like true alchemy and everything. Like you were able to create the Elixir of Life, something all these alchemists have strived for. So I think that's the idea of putting all those lessons in the play is like you're a genius. Like, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, well, mechanically, there's another reason, right? Like when you're using this card, you want to make sure that when you, while you will draw, forward after using this card will be spells so like if you were to heal all your lessons you uh, would have dead draws yeah. with lessons that's the point of healing your lessons you're removing the lessons from going back to your deck yeah the probability and at the of same time and at the same time you're putting any if you have a deck of discarding lessons then you'll have more to discard at that point of course this is like uh as you all say it's a very late game card but the design is pretty legit, right? Like if you you will only draw spells, basically, uh, or mostly if you if you don't have lessons in your deck, and and then you can just play them, and you know you'll have all the resources. But it is very late game. It is weird, uh, and it looks like a mess. So <laughs> it does. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, I mean I that do that like does make card. sense. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll just have to try to like build a deck around hoping for this, and then I'll just sort of see how it plays. Because until I do that, I don't know if I'll if I'll. You guys both make great points, and it makes sense. But like for me to actually play it and experience what you said, I've got to just put it in a deck. Yeah, so. makes sense. Cool. Very good. Well, I so think now we have potions yeah. done. Jen. Yes, we've brought this up already. Tell mm-hmm. us about it, Emilio. So it's just, you know, it's another one of those locations that recycles lessons. It costs three, it's Potions Dungeon, and this one's for potions. So every time you discard potion lessons, they go to your hand instead. So, you know, we have all these potions like Dragon Bloods is the most recent that we've discussed mm-hmm. that discard lessons and do damage, and this returns them. So if you're playing Hermione Granger, for example, uh, from the first expansion, you get to just, you know, return with one action, you put two of the lessons back. Um, so it's a safety thing for those potions deck. And also, Dog has uh, a few games recorded that he uses uh, the potions dungeon in, in the Absolute Silent... Almost better than Silence podcast, sorry. Yes, yeah. uh, I've definitely yeah. used the potion du- dungeons in a couple of loops on that channel. Uh, so definitely check that out if you want to see how to do that yourself or just play uh, yourself. You'll figure it out. 
The next card, though, is uh, Quidditch Cup. This one's kind of pricey, too. Nine Mm, Quidditch power. Uh, It is an item. It is unique. Uh, It's pretty and shiny as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Once during each of your turns, when you use an action to play a card that needs Quidditch power, you get one more action that turn. I don't know why I'm not playing this card in my Quidditch decks. I probably (laughs) should. Uh, It's pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's what's scaring me away is that nine cost. I, a lot of things like if I'm lucky to even get up to nine to play like my Nimbus 2001 broom, like that rarely ever happens, let alone Mm -hmm. something like this. So, but again, if I'm starting off a Quidditch deck as Albus Dumbledore, things might be a little easier. Yeah. But this is an item though. I always forget you say that's uh, for spells specifically. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do like uh, Quidditch Cup. I've had Quidditch Cup in a couple um, decks. Quidditch decks. It definitely comes in handy, but like you say, it's kind of expensive. Um, but you know, just sort of like one of those things. But more actions is really important, you know, in this game. So oh yeah, yeah, it definitely yeah. evens it out. It does. It does look reminds me of when you, if you ever gone to a Thai restaurant, yeah. um, Thai restaurant bring you the rice in like this silverish like little <laughs> yeah. base. It does look like that rice pot. Right. Um, nice. If you've if you've eaten, you've seen it. Yeah. So um, yeah, but beautiful card. And I, this reminds me why I love this set. I just love big items. Oh yeah. You know, there's a, the 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 stone, the the mirror, this thing. Uh, I just love items in general. Um, so yeah. Yes, now we've got another location, which is another very helpful card for your Quidditch deck. It's called Quidditch Pitch. We did mention it earlier. Spell cards that need Quidditch power need two less power to play. And uh, it says yes. you still need at least one power that matches. So you need at least one, you know, at least one to play that uh, that Quidditch card. So uh, this is extremely helpful, especially if you've got this as well as... Um, Albus Dumbledore, uh, as your mm-hmm. starting character, can definitely come in handy and um, just really good overall. I this this is one of those cards that like if you're gonna have a Quidditch deck, you should probably have a Quidditch pitch in it. You know, definitely. Yeah. At least, just yeah, my very opinion. handy location, yeah. and it's so low cost. It's like easy to get into play mm-hmm. early on. I love this location. It's very helpful. Too handy. Know? Yeah. Yeah. True that. True that. Well, uh, let's move on with uh, unfair cards, I guess. Um, <laughs> so, one of my favorites, and it's unfair. I mean, it's a gr- I, I love the card. Yeah. It's still super unfair for the cost for what it does, yeah. right? It's 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 kind of crazy. But I think the assumption here is obvious. Um, the people, the people, the designers of the game knew Quidditch was overpowered, mm-hmm. and I think it, a location like this allows you know everyone that's playing Quidditch just to get a benefit. Um, so yeah, that's great. But then uh, we'll move on from Quidditch, um, the most powerful magic in Harry Potter magic and Harry Potter world is Quidditch. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> and then we go to an adventure, which is riding the centaur. Uh, Harry is riding a big, muscly uh, centaur. Happy Pride, everyone! Yeah. Um, you know this. This picture is very uh, sort of erotic. That's right. Yeah, but, that dude's uh, that horse is buff. Yeah, that's a that's, yeah. He, yeah, uh, we don't shame kinks in this uh, in this podcast, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's really interesting uh, picture. Moving on from that, uh, it's an adventure. As I said, the effect is that it prevents all damage done by your opponent's creatures. Whoa! So that 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 center is daddy. He's protecting you from all the creatures. <laughs> and then to solve, your opponent chooses four of his or her cards in play, which is kind of disgusting, and returns them to their hand. So it's not as bad. 
And your opponent re redraw, uh, your opponent's reward is that they draw a card. So Daddy Center, he fights you away, moves you away from the arms of creature with his big manly chest and arms. But then your opponent can return things to their hand, and apparently Daddy gets tired and goes away. Mm -hmm. So very, very, <laughs> exactly. very interesting card. Uh, I think Mona uses this card. If I'm I not love mistaken. this card. Yeah. Yes, I definitely use this often. I it's like it's definitely in like all of my. Uh, creature decks uh, or even like transfiguration because oftentimes whatever it just comes in handy if I end up playing against um, a creature deck and just I mean even though they're not discarding those four cards just returning them to their hand like we mentioned earlier is also a pain in the ass because you got to do you got to make sure you have those lessons to put them back or you know whatever the case is so I, I love this card so you just see them like stacking up creatures and they're not doing anything to you it's like you can put all those owls and gargoyles if you want but i'm just chilling here well, that is home yeah. yep love it that's a great card the art's fantastic oh, yeah. absolutely loved it this is actually one i feel like i uh pulled as a kid when i had an adventures at hogwarts pack at one point and i was like man this is a great card 100 mm -hmm. percent there you go. That leads us to our next character, though. Uh, it is Ron the Brave, uh, Gryffindor Unique. Uh, at the end of each of your turns, if you played an adventure card that turn, you may search your deck. You may take a character card from your deck, show it to your opponent, and then put it into your hand, then shuffle your deck. So, kind of like other Ron, where you could play uh, a character with one action rather than two. He's very oriented around getting characters, um... Not sure. I like. I guess we talked about it previously, where it's like he is Harry's best friend, so he's got all the connections there. I suppose. Yeah, I know Mona. You have your your um, you know, your character deck, which I think is with the other run, right? right. The run that makes character cost one. Yeah. But does this come in handy in a character deck? It does, but the problem is, you know, you can't have both runs. <laughs> Ron. Yeah, you know oh. what I mean. And so it, it would, but you couldn't play. So like, unless unless I started with this one instead. Um, you know, but, but I, I do start with the other Ron, um, because like, like you said, Emilio, you can just get one out with one action instead of playing with both actions. Um, yeah. but yeah, I think when I first was like messing around with putting different cards in that character deck, I did put Ron and then I was like, wait, I, I can't do that. And so <laughs> it does kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah. But. Which is also something that research has changed in all the recent games. As long as the cards are differently named, it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Uh, you can play them. Yeah. Uh, which once again does make sense when you have a small card pool for those of you listening if you're playing at home you remember you can make your own home rules so totally think about that. and i hate this card with a passion because i am stupid and i ordered like four times trying to get the the mirror foil version oh, i no. ordered the uh chamber of secrets one so I kept getting, I kept, I kept ordering the wrong one. I kept getting all this. Oh, let no. me put it back. Wait, this is not the card. It turned out great because now they're, those are expensive, yeah, right? right. Uh, but back then I was just, I don't, I understand. There was something in my mind that switched Ron the Brave for whatever the other Ron is. Uh, youngest brother, I think, mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, and it's just a bad memory. Also, it's a horrible <laughs> art. I don't understand what was going on. You know, it looks like yeah. Alejandro music video from Lady Gaga. The guys that are <laughs> yeah. dancing with the little bowl cuts. Yep. Uh, you know, understand. well, and yeah. also, what's going on with Scabbers? What, I can't even Scabbers. really make heads or tails of him. I see his tail. Oh, it's on the his butt. Way. The butt is in the front, and I don't understand either. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, um, Kim Graham's like clay sort of figures uh, they're all really interesting you know like i i love you know madame pomfrey and this is clay yeah I, yeah it's 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 basically like 
clay and then like there's like a picture taken of it and that's that's what wow. was used um i i remember somebody discussing it a long time ago because i myself didn't know a whole lot about it but it, essentially it's like it's clay and they were like for sale yeah. or auctioned for you know i'm sure incredible amounts of money but they're so rare to get your hands on um you know and of course me i'm sitting there like you know where can i find these right but um <laughs> yeah. but yeah i mean so like it really is sort of different because they look so different from all the other cards and so you're just kind of like does. what's the deal with these you know and then i and then right. you know I finally came across and was like oh so that's that's your talent kim wow i mean that's that's uh really i can't cool appreciate the time that must go into creating oh, one of these clay gosh. figures as i I've used clay myself. I, I like to build oh, things cool. with the Sculpey, oh, awesome. which is the color clay, and you can do things oh, wow. like this. But really, it's scary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, I mean, the yeah, it's unbelievable talent there. But yeah, like 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 you said, I mean, it's just like, wait, what? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Ron the yeah. Bla- oh, Brave, more like Ron the Clay. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Anyway, <laughs> we can yeah. Meme. <laughs> yeah, we can definitely move on. But there's this meme that I just reminded, this reminds me of, like, of... Um, it says that Fred and George saw Ron sleeping with scabbers every night in the Marauder's Nap, and they never yes. said anything about it. And, you know, it's just like Whoa. another Pride Month uh, moment. But it's a very interesting meme that makes, I think it's I hilarious. Did, that is, wow. I did hear that one, <laughs> that, too. Yeah. That blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't care about Ron. They weren't Literally never. So, yeah, <laughs> Not even why. once. That but we can move on. To the slug disgusting oh, thing here. Okay. Ooh, yeah. All right. Yeah. So this is stout stout sandwiches, um, yep. and the effect is it's an adventure, and it says your opponent can't use actions to play healing cards, so uh, they wouldn't be able to play that Madame Pomfrey if they wanted to. To solve it, your opponent chooses yeah. five of his or her cards in play and discards them, and then the reward is your opponent may shuffle up to five non-healing cards from his or her discard pile into his or her deck. So, uh, this is just another one where you kind of have to, like, make sure that it's going to affect your opponent somehow. Because the last thing you want to do is just have a, an adventure in play that doesn't affect your opponent mm-hmm. and there's no other way to really get rid of it. Because some people don't really play a lot of uh, healing cards, you know. So, there might there's a couple potion cards that are healing. Uh, Snape is healing. Yeah. Madame Pomfrey is healing. Um, but, you know, you kind of have to make sure that this is actually going to affect them. And, yeah, so... I haven't played it personally. Yeah, me neither. But uh, that makes sense, though. I, I might. Have I have try played it. it so little that I thought it said slog sandwiches. That's how <laughs> little attention yeah. I've paid to this card. No, yeah, it looks pretty gross. I'll be honest. Look at that artwork. <laughs> yeah, uh, doesn't look appetizing right. at all. Yeah, and Hermione's face um, is like, get this away from me. <laughs> Definitely, and like Emilio said, like when you're building decks, build the decks to like go head to head. Like I have plenty of healing decks, so I feel like I should put this in a deck that's going to go head to head with that and see how they handle it. They will not be happy, right? Um, but that leads us to our next character. It's the Fat Lady, Gryffindor unique. Uh, she's not a witch, uh, because I guess she's a portrait. Yep. Anyway, yep. uh, you may use an action to search your deck. You may take a Gryffindor card from your deck, show it to your opponent, and put it in your hand. Then shuffle your deck. So. It's uh, going to get you a card you want, but it's specifically a Gryffindor card. Mm-hmm. So not terrible. Um, I like this in my uh, Dippet deck with the Revival mm-hmm. card, uh, Armando Dippet, because he's all about uh, tribal decks with the houses mm-hmm. and stuff. So when yeah. I play her as a character, if I have 
Ron, uh, the base set Ron in play. I could play her for one action, get a Gryffindor, play, uh, and maybe do something else with that other additional action. But even just by playing her, uh, it costs as a Gryffindor card that I've played and I can activate Armando's ability. So yeah, this is a interesting card, but again, very uh, specific use case. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're building your um, tribal deck, you know, to be like just Gryffindor, then having, like you said, Armando dip it and then this uh, or whatever other starting character you wish, but then having fat lady in there so that it can, you know, kind of help you out. So uh, yeah, if all the only ally characters you have in there happen to be Gryffindor, maybe you throw Fat Lady in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that if you, yeah, if you start with Ron and you get Fat Lady out, then you can search for Hermione or Harry in yes. the least, mm-hmm. right? Like, which are, you know, if you can have the option to play two lessons or, or play two lessons for an action, draw two cards for an action. And play any character for one action. That's you know that's a lot of power right there with the trio there. Yeah, that's a Definitely. that's actually a really good uh, really good idea. Very flavorful idea for a deck. Um, all right, now I think that takes us to our next adventure. Okay, so we have Voldemort revealed, and uh, here um, we see an art that is uh, revealing of the Harry Potter. Art planning, because we see a huge shin on Voldemort here behind uh, Quirrell's head. We don't know how that's not seen uh, in the in the tournament, but yeah, it happens. <laughs> we just assume it's magic because it's Harry Potter. And the effect of this adventure is that your opponent can't use actions to play spell cards. So, you know, like Privet Drive sort of vibes. Um, mm-hmm. And in this case, it's because you're terrified because Voldemort is in front of you. And to solve, your opponent takes 7 damage. And as a reward, your opponent may put up to 2 non-healing cards from his or her discard pile to the bottom of their deck. So they heal 2. So they take, in net, they take 5 damage, right? Um, and if they don't take the 5 damage, they can't play spells. So that's pretty, that's pretty intense. Yes. Um, um, I, I mean, I'm a good person, so I would never use this card. <laughs> right. So let's go to someone that may have experience. Mona, have you ever, and how many times or how many decks have this card? Every single deck has this card. No, I'm just joking. Four copies. Five copies. I I actually start off with this one. I just forget about having characters. I start off with the adventure. There you go. Uh, There you go. (laughs) But for a card with Voldemort in the title, I feel like it's appropriately brutal. Like, this is uh, not fun. Right. Seven. Seven Horcruxes. Seven damage. (sighs) <sighs> foreshadowing <laughs> that flavor though yep awesome. and that chin 100% no but in all seriousness have you all used I this have. card you totally called it I, yeah. I was joking but you have disappointed me <laughs> once again it's good that we're not in proximity I would slap you but let's just like uh, where do you use this card Mona just tell oh. us with Fred and George or uh, it is in Fred and George and it's in also uh, in a couple other decks uh, I have yeah, the Fred and George deck for sure. And it's, I mean, it's helpful. Like, it is what it is, you know? Like, I want mm-hmm. you to take that seven damage. I, I want it. Mm-hmm. And you and you usually do. <laughs> so. <laughs> cool. It just helps. It works out. I feel like 
we got out of our rotation. I don't know where exactly, but I'll take this next one and then we'll get back to it. Uh, uh, yeah. but, uh, Welsh Green Dragon is one of my favorite cards. Only costs seven Karamagical Creature Lesson power. Um, and it reads, to play this card, discard two of your Karamagical Creature Lessons from play. When you play this card, uh, do six damage to your opponent. Again, insta-damage. Love yep. it. And then, yeah, the damage each turn is six and health of four. So, yikes, though. Health of four for a dragon, that sucks, but it is what it is. Yeah, but that damage, like, to have six damage right when you play it, and then if you have Hagrid's yeah, House in there, uh, and it doesn't actually discard it, but returns the Lessons to your hand, that's dope. I have had this yeah. played against or me, Steel and Claw. I hate it. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, Steel Claw. Steel Claw, yep. too, yeah. So you do 12 damage with this on the, on the first turn if you just have a Steel Claw, which is crazy. Yeah. And this was one of the dragons the, from the tournament of the uh, the uh, mm-hmm. fire Goblet thing. of Fire, yeah. Chalice? Goblet of Fire, yes. you guys. I completely <laughs> yeah. forgot the name. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll edit that part out, Amelia. <laughs> no, nah, you should keep it. That's that's the, the, the lady, the, the girl's dragon. Anyways, um, we can move on to your favorite character. Oh... <laughs> Yes, one of them for sure. Five points from Gryffindor. It is an adventure. To play this card, uh, you may you must have at least five lessons in play. So it's all this five, five, five. The effect is your opponent gets one fewer action on each of his or her turns. Even the turn the adventure is solved, this would mean that your opponent has fewer than one action, then he or she still gets one action. So if you played uh, like a, a spell or something that said you get one action in the, their turn before, then they still at least get one with this. Uh, to solve it, your oh, opponent yeah. chooses five cards from his or her hand and discards them, and their opponent, and then your opponent's reward is that you take five damage. So, um, definitely sucks uh, for sure. Uh, cool thing about this one is that it also comes in a foil promo. Uh, this one specifically, and. Um, I guess it was in select bookstores that that the promo itself was was given uh, out for the Goblet of Fire paperback release. Um, so yeah, so oh, that's, that's pretty awesome. cool. And um, it also came in with a insert, and I think it's the black insert that was actually pretty unique. Um, I didn't see it often, and it's like a black card, and it has like the Harry Potter TCG on it, and then it says. Um, what does it say? I'll pull it out and then I'll, I'll yeah. But yeah. but it's um, but yeah. yeah, it was pretty cool. It definitely has a, a foil version of this for the promo. So very cool. Cool. That's fun. It has Snape lecturing uh, Harry and Ron, basically. Yeah, I was gonna say that artwork. I love the frown on Ron's face. It's just so like, oh damn <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Find the magic in you. So Sorry. then we can find the magic in you. Yeah. Is what it says. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. Okay. So now we have a spell that we all know and love. Uh, it's Alohomora, cost four charms. Uh, the art is very basic. There's a door being opened with a wand mm-hmm. that's shining. And uh, it lets you search your deck for a location of adventure that goes to your hand. So this is a tutor spell. Pretty cool. Like, tutoring is always good. Uh, so if you're playing Dumbledore, then it doesn't really matter. It would run uh, Green Guts Vault Key since it's worth four with Dumbledore. But in other decks, I guess that this would be a good tutor. I haven't used it myself. And I have, growing up, I stared at many doors trying to use this spell to unlock them. It never oh. worked. But sometimes I had my sister open the door and I would pretend. Oh, that's nice. So that's nice. Very cool. fun that's fact. good. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good system. and this comes as a promo too. It's one of the most expensive or rarest yes. promos in Italian, if yes. I'm not mistaken. So okay, 
it's one of those, it's like, I don't know, it's like approaching like 50,000 or something. So it's either like that or a house, whichever one you prefer. Um, yeah, but definitely, uh, definitely a unique one for sure. Yeah. One of the promos I'm missing for sure. That one and the five points from Gryffindor. Um, but all right, that leads us to our next uh, potion. This is Banberry Potion. Cost three potion power. It's a spell, obviously. Uh, to play this card, discard two of your potion lessons. I'm triggering you both again. What's up <laughs> yeah. with this? Seriously. Uh, do eight damage to your opponent or to a creature of your choice. So this is Dragon Blood Light, apparently. Yeah. Uh, but it's still, co- you have to discard two. Yeah, that, that sucks. Suck. But it costs only three, so I think that's why. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That's yeah, true. I guess. But yeah, eight damage and the option, pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, it could be used like at the beginning of play where you just want to straight up do some damage. Or if you have like sometimes like me, like I'm playing against my opponent that just loves to get rid of my lessons. And so they'll like discard lesson after lesson. And so if this is one of the ones that you've got left, then hopefully it can be like a game ender. It's not a lot, but right. a, I mean, it is a lot, but it's not a lot compared to like uh, Dragon's Blood or something like that. But eight damage sucks, so definitely okay so we have another uh dark arts card yeah so next would be a spell (laughs) uh bludger bop and it's quidditch so it says your opponent chooses one of his or her cards in play and discards it then if he or she has any cards in his or her hand he or she chooses one of them and discards it uh that's one of the things about quidditch cards is like it's always they shouldn't exist (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's always like it does this and this you know so it's like it does five damage and if your opponent has any cards you know what i mean it's like always something just because of how brutal it is and so of course that goes with the flavor because it's it's the game that keeps on giving i guess yes nah the flavor is that r&d was like someone in r&d was a quidditch fan i think that's the only like real flavor yeah that makes sense nah nah it's it's true like the flexibility (laughs) Of, of the game of Quidditch, I do think that that's sort of the flavor mm. of these cards being able to do different things because it's like a quick thinking yeah, kind of game. Yeah, true that, true that. Right? Uh, and now we move to my, one of my favorite adventures is Candy yeah, Card. Same. And I mean, because of the art and the mm. name. So, you know, to play this, you have to have three lessons in play. Then, uh, before each of your opponent's turn, he or she draws three cards and then they choose three cards in their hands and discard them. So, they're Taking three damage and discarding three cards from their hand. So, you know, net, they're not really drawing cards, but they are refreshing the types of cards they have. Sort of like if you had like a huge card of candies and choosing what you want to buy. Uh, apparently you try them here too. And the thing is that to solve, your opponent takes 10 damage and then your opponent draws an extra card because, uh, yeah. That's uh, that's nice, right? You're, so you draw three cards because of this card's effect. This card, then you take ten damage uh, to solve it, and then you take one more damage, and the, in the effect of drawing a card. Yeah. So really balanced, in my opinion, because you are really like you're refreshing your resources, but you are taking a lot of damage, right? So you have to. I would immediately solve this card. Uh, unless I have a combo piece and it's a huge uh, chunk of the deck. So really powerful. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So Mona, I... you run five in what deck? <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a deck that's nothing but candy card. Believe it or not. There's 60 <laughs> candy cards and, uh, and I can actually just start with McGonagall or, I guess, uh, or Madame Pomfrey where I'm just Amelia's able to just alley. continue pulling them out. 
That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. That's that's going to be the thing, listener. The day we finally play each other and you guys are tuning in live, she'll be playing the candy cart deck and I'll be playing a lesson deck and it's just nothing but lessons. Oh my god. Like, How does this game work again? I'll just um, have a deck with uh, its lugs. There we go. Doug, Doug <laughs> is going to have 45 lessons in his deck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I need dude. them all. Um, but all right, uh, let's move on to our first, I think our first cauldron of this set. It's Collapsible Cauldron. It costs six potion power. Uh, it's an item. It provides three potion power, and it reads, To play this card, discard one of your potion lessons from play. If this card is discarded from play, put it in your hand. So the collapse collapsible aspect of this card i suppose is if this gets discarded by your opponent it goes right back to your hand so that's mm-hmm. pretty cool yeah definitely good I, I i do like the uh potion items or or any of the items that actually provide like some power um so that that's that's always nice to have for sure yeah and again cauldron stack so if you have multiple get sure them out that. there all right, so next we've got Flying Motorbike. We've got some uh, Hagrid action on a Flying Motorbike. That is a magical, magical bike there to hold that kind of weight. Uh, and then Little Baby yeah. Harry in his arms. It's Transfiguration spell. It costs three. Choose an adventure or a location in play and discard it. So uh, if the adventure allows you to play spells, then you're good to go with this one, and you can discard it. Um, or a location if you if you think that it might do a little bit too much for your opponent or something, then this is always handy uh, for you to just kind of get rid of the, your opponent's cards that they've played. So not too bad. Totally. You just escape with Hagrid like in the the, the last movie, right when they they punch the, yeah. the gas and exactly really yeah. cool. <laughs> totally. Mm-hmm. So uh, really based in simple card, really cool, right? Really flavorful. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. have that, and now we have flying practice and adventure. And you have, you know, Harry grabbing his big old broom and Hermione being jealous. Mm-hmm. And the adventure is, uh, reads as effect, spell cards that need Quidditch power. Use up to two of your opponent's action instead of one. Oh, I didn't know this card. Exists. I should run. I will run this card against the dog. Yeah. And to solve no, your opponent discards four cards that need Quidditch power from their hand. Um, and then the reward is that you get two damage. So yeah. really, it's a hate, hate, hateful card for a hateful spell type that deserves the hate. So yeah, no, it's perfect. I feel like it balances out a little bit. Like I could see, yeah, this would be nice uh, to put in against some of the Quidditch decks I've have built. Mm. So like if I encounter this, it is gonna suck getting uh, solving it, but. I would rather solve it than deal with that effect. Good God. Yeah, definitely. I, was, I wish there was a card that turned all your opponent's card into Quidditch identity. Dang. Or something <laughs> like that. In addition to their other types. Like, that's in other games. Yeah. Just to be able to trap them in this kind of loop. So, really, really cool. Ooh, one of my favorite that's cards nice. is coming up now, dog. So... Go oh, at yes. it. Uh, our next one is a uh, location. It's unique and it's Forbidden Corridor. Uh, look at that art for Fluffy. That is intimidating. And I'm pretty sure there's an alternate art which is, we'll yeah. talk about shortly. Uh, but before each player's turn, he or she chooses one of his or her cards in play uh, and discards it. At the end of each player's turn, if he or she has no lessons in play, discard this card. So yeah, you're slowly just depleting everything in play. One hundred percent. Yeah, one one each turn. So that is interesting. Uh, 
I you'd have to be sadistic to play this location. I know Amelia says it's his favorite. I I've never played this because I don't like the idea of uh, losing my own lessons. It's like I feel like you're just setting yourself backwards, and it's because you're in a location you shouldn't be in. <laughs> yeah, you know this is uh this is one that I I really haven't played um a lot, but uh you were right about so the promo is like an alternate art, which I do That's have right. Uh, right here. Yeah. So it's kind of like a nice. more it's it's actually a really popular art that we've seen like on some of the older games and stuff. I think Amelia, when you were growing up, you've seen this probably often with the puzzles and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you've got uh, the trio and Neville there, kind of facing off to uh, Fluffy. So uh, really, really cool alternate art promo. But the card itself, I don't I don't run often. Amelia, you like it though? I love this card. Um, and for our listeners that are just listening and watching. Of course, Mona did not just pull the card. She pulled the card sealed in whatever it came up in. So I just want to make clear yep. that, you know, uh, she is very special and she has a great collection. <laughs> Harry Potter, she's a Harry fan. Potter League 2002 of <laughs> September is when these came out. You, you and... can hear the plastic like being like done away with as time has progressed. Yes. Uh, but yeah, um, so... I love these guys. Well, I kind of lost the train of thought, but yes, I do play this card. As I said, like I in other games, um, in Magic the Gathering, I play black and white. And one of my favorite strategies is actually a strategy that most people hate, and it's called stacks. And that means that uh, you are limiting everyone's resources. So mm. then you need cards that pump out your resources more so that you can be in a better position. So I like this type of, of decks. Of course, locations are very flimsy in Harry Potter, sadly, because of the uh, silly uh, ruling that you can, there can only be one in play. But yeah, if you have this, once again, if you have Draco Malfoy, you're playing lots of items that are cheap, and you are basically out-resourcing your opponent if they're not playing lots of cards, and either they're sacrificing their creatures or items or characters or... They end up with no lessons. Mm. So, yeah. uh, really brutal card. Definitely. Wow. And Mona's got our next creature. Some of these next cards get pretty straightforward, but uh, yeah. I like this one. Yeah, so this one's going to be Giant Squid. It costs 10. Uh, it's a creature, and it does 5 damage. So it doesn't do anything else but that. It's not like you know you do damage right when you play it or anything. Uh, just strictly 5 damage, and its health is 10. Um, it's one of those that because it's kind of expensive, people sort of shy away from having it in their deck, uh, especially because yeah. of how expensive it is with just five damage, but, um, use it if yeah. you'd like and let yeah. us know. At least we're yeah, not if you like squids, lessons. Yeah. There you go. Sure There's have. a giant squid for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, giant squid is important in Neopets. For those of you that play Neopets, you might know why. But, uh, now we can move on to our next card, which is looking for Trevor Adventure. And you have, uh, Neville looking at Trevor. That has a very weird color that I don't understand. Looks like almost like an alien thing. Yeah, true. You can look up the card in your own time. But the adventure reads that your opponent can't use actions to play creature cards. So that makes sense. You're looking for creatures. You can't have creatures. And to solve, your opponent chooses two of his or her lesson cards in play and discards them. So they get back a little bit. And if they're running creature, they might have a low lesson count because they've discarded some maybe. Uh, and then your opponent's reward is that your opponent can search his deck and they may take a creature card from their deck to show it to you and put it into their hand. Then they shuffle their deck. So they get to tutor a creature. So they're looking for the creatures. They can't find them. When they do, they have to discard their lessons and then they can search for any creature in their deck. I wouldn't play this card to be really, really honest. 
because you're they're allowing your opponent to search for a creature that might be like what they need. I just don't like that. Me so I don't think it's worth yep. it. Yeah. You're initially preventing them from playing creatures, but then they solve it and then they get the creature of their choice. It, yeah, it's kind of like that's a serious you know, setting reward. Up, setting them up. Yeah, yeah that's like the best type of reward that doesn't really benefit you. It almost it like just pauses whatever is going to come from that creature for a little bit, <laughs> exactly. but it's going to come because you're allowing it to. So it's like, nah, I don't think yeah. so. Just yeah. delaying the inevitable. Right. Right? No thanks. Yeah. And now we have one of Doug's favorite cards. So <laughs> I do love this card. Uh, tell us about it. To build more like gargoyle mm-hmm. decks. I think we only have two gargoyles available. But this is uh, Marble Gargoyle. It only costs five uh, care magical creature. Uh, and it reads, when Marble Gargoyle does damage to your opponent, if he or she doesn't have any creatures in play, it does three more damage to him or her. So that is awesome. But let's say they do have uh, creatures in play. The base damage each turn is two and a health of three. But like we said, uh, if they don't have creatures in play, this guy's doing five damage each turn. So it's very handy. Yeah, I do. I do like the gargoyles um, and, you know, marble and sandstone, which we'll get to. But yeah, definitely, uh, definitely nice. Super cool. Yeah, great card. If you either if you don't, if your opponent doesn't run creatures or if you have a strong control over the creatures that they play, right? So really nice card. Okay, so next card is going to be a match. This is going to be Muddy Practice. It costs one. Matches are fairly inexpensive anyway. Um, So either player may use an action to discard a card from his or her hand to win. Um, Discard five cards from your hand in this way, and the prize is the winner does 10 damage to his or her opponent. So... I like matches. Um, I think that uh, especially when paired with uh, Catch the Snitch, you know, it's always good. You play it and... Um, or no hands. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, this is good. It's a nice one. I, I, I personally haven't run... Uh, I don't run this particular match, but I like uh, all the matches in general, so... This one's weird to me because I feel like you have to spend an action to play it, and then you might spend your next action to do one of those five uh, discards. The, the I feel like... I'm not really sure, but I think let's say your opponent then uses both of their actions to do two. They have a leg up on you if you're going at this match. Like just every card I intend, every action I get, I intend on discarding this way to win this match. It's just too risky and weird. I don't like this match at all compared to all the other matches yeah, that are available. Compared to all the other yeah. ones, it definitely isn't uh, top. Like I said, I, I I don't personally play it, but um, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that, Doug, for sure. Interesting though, for Definitely, sure. Yeah, the three-year, three-millennia long match <laughs> yes. is better for sure. Yeah, that match. Um, and and then we can move to the purple firecrackers, which has Dumbledore celebrating Pride again with yeah. sparkles that are purple. Yeah, it's fine. And everyone's confused because they didn't know he was gay. So now this spell costs six, and uh, they're like, old people can have sex, anyways. Uh, so like a spell that costs six. So if you have Dumbledore, it costs four, right? So he, he throws his crackers out yep. for the children. <laughs> and your opponent chooses three cards in his or her hands and discard it. So those purple firecrackers are like pack a punch because they're making you forget things. Mm. They probably have some sort of drug. I mean, he does look like a hippie. Yep. And the main point <laughs> is that it's a great hand-controlled card. Cards like this, I assure you, they do not get printed these days. Three cards from your opponent's hand, that is crazy. Yeah. yeah, I do. I do like this. Uh, this one, like you said, it's definitely kind of like control um, the same with other cards like ransacked, you know, where you're just sort of like saying, like, I'm going to determine what what's going on. And you might not have yeah. that many cards. 
in your hand yeah. or whatever the case is, but just to get rid of uh, even a few of them is always a pain in the ass, so. I mean, three cards, even if your opponent chooses, if this is like game, you'll probably discard their whole hand. Right. It doesn't really matter that right. they have to choose. Yep. Uh, in, in, in Yu-Gi-Oh, you have a card called Delinquent Duo that you paid uh, some points and your opponent discards two cards from their hand. You discard one at random, they discard one. That has been banned mm. forever. And will never be unbanned. It's just the card advantage that it produces is intense. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I would play this card uh, if I was running Draco Malfoy from the first set, right? Like yeah. you're also discarding things. So yeah, uh, Dumbledore does it again. Really powerful. <laughs> yep, um, very powerful card. So what's that the next takes one? us to our next adventure. Yep, this is Running from Filch. Uh, pretty interesting artwork as well. But mm-hmm. it reads to uh, play this card only if you have at least six lessons in play. Uh, the effect is your opponent can't use actions to play lesson cards. To solve, your opponent discards his or her hand, and your opponent's reward is your opponent may draw three cards. Um, pretty basic uh, adventure. Uh, having to cost six makes sense for what it is, because, yeah, if you're like, like, you have to be at least that far into the game to prevent your opponent from uh, playing lesson cards themselves. Uh, I don't play it. I don't have too much uh, experience with it, but it it's a solid adventure. Yeah, I, I run 15 of these uh, in my deck. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, yeah, nice. this this is one of those uh, where, you know, I've, I've played it a couple times. It's definitely not like, you know, my, my go-to adventure, but I have played it. Uh, on your note, uh, Doug, about the art, I hate how, like, clean-cut Filch looks in this. I'm like, dude, why right. do you look like, like that? Like, I, I want you to look worse than this, <laughs> okay? Just like the way yes. that he's described, but, um, but yeah, it is. I don't think that's Filch. That's even funnier. yeah. Oh, well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like it doesn't. It just doesn't look like. Filch. That's Neville. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So that explains things. Oh uh, yeah, I see what. That's you're saying. why he looks so young. Okay. It's not. Filch. Yeah. So I was like, wait, what? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. They're all just running from but him. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Dope. He got the Lannisters, but they're not. He's not getting this character. So yeah, cool card. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad Mona runs it. Yep. That means it's sick. <laughs> I have never used it. And Mona, now you get to play uh, more sick cards with the sickle. Yes, yeah, sickle. Oh, yes. I love sickle. Um, I play this more than I play galleon. Um, as far as like the money items go, it costs seven yeah. uh, charms, and it says you can play only one money card each turn, which we know. Before your turn, if this card isn't played, discard it, and you get two more actions this turn. So you could essentially get four actions, which is honestly just as good. Sometimes when I play Galleon, for example, like I end up just doing nothing with that extra action. You know, it's just sort of like there's yeah. a, there's a lot. Uh, but Sickle is good yeah. because it only costs seven when compared to the ten of the Galleon, and you get two actions. And so, um, like you said, actions are just like the best type of currency in this card game. Um, they just, you need it so much. And so, um, this is always, this is always good to have. If you're running some type of charms, um, always good for sure. I have these in a, in, I think a pretty much every charms, uh, deck that I have. So nice. Yeah. Really love sickles yeah. for sure. Um, and now we get to another item, uh, that is not an item and that's the star <laughs> grass salve. I don't know how to yeah. say it. Salve? 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 Oh yeah. Salve. Self? So the Stargrass thing is cost eight. <laughs> it's a spell, not an item, and it's a healing spell. So um, you can play it, discard one of your potions lessons, just like Mona loves to do, and you get to heal 12 from your discard pile that are non-healing cards, mm-hmm. of course. 
Uh, I love this card just because um, the, just about the art is one of also the, the cards that was in my first pack. And my mother used to have this candle that was also in a star thing, like in a star silver thing. So I used to just borrow that and have it in my room, pretend it was this mm. card. But about, yes. above that, I've never used this card in my life. So have any of you used this? It's like, uh, what do I want to say? Madame Pomfrey, but it costs a potion lesson. I like it. It's uh, 12 is nothing to sneeze at as far as healing goes. So <laughs> yeah, I feel like this card finds its way into a couple of my potion decks. Here yeah, I, I will get I will get better at um, building these potion decks. Um, and This is an, <laughs> this is like your gateway drug, drug this Stargrass yeah. Self, because it only costs one and it heals 12. It's mm, pretty nice. Dope. Smoke, grass. Well, anyways, <laughs> uh, so what's the next card? The next one is, oh yeah, An Adventure with Mona. Yes, we've got Through the Trap Door. So, uh, Wait, isn't it your turn though? Oh, yeah, oh does, my gosh, go. it is me. I, I, I took, I definitely threw you off there, no, Mona, no, my no, mistake. No, uh, it's an adventure uh, through the trap door. The effect is your opponent discards the card drawn at the start of each of his or her turns. To solve, the card drawn and discarded at the start of your opponent's turn is a mm. lesson card. Uh, opponent's reward, you take one damage. So yeah, I mean the time the time when this sucks is when it's actually a lesson card, and then so you play you use two actions to play it, and then you take a damage. It's just like I don't know. I mean you could you could play so many other adventures uh, in its place, but um, I mean whatever. It's 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 nice. Yeah, it, I like the um, potion tests and potions project and potions homework uh, ones where it's like leaving it up to like you're doing damage until they d- uh, draw a certain number of lesson cards. This to me uh, seems sort of similar, but not even nearly as uh effective. Yeah, this was also a promo. Um, I'm sure, yeah, for those for those that didn't know, um, it came with the Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone DVD um, 2002-ish. Um, but yeah, I mean, one of those is kind of like high up there, right? In price. I mean, this is sort of like, I've, I've seen it for a lot of money, but I think a lot of the promos are kind of going, uh, going for that. And I, I don't know where people choose, like which ones are going to be that expensive or not, but, uh, it's one that I don't own. So. Gotcha. Tricky to yeah, get handle. Very, very interesting card. I would run this, uh, I forget. Is there any card that lets you see or rearrange your opponent's the top cards of your opponent's deck in Harry Potter. I know there's other games, but I don't know in Harry Potter. To the, um, yeah, the top the top mind. cards. No, I yeah. mean you could see the cards in your opponent's hand uh, with certain items. And yeah, stuff, yeah, but no, yeah, of course. Not, uh, I don't. I'm not sure. I think I I would definitely run this if it was an evil person. I have and I'm running uh, the cut by Snape. I would actually run at least one or two copies of this because at some point, if your opponent if you know that your opponent is low on lessons mm. and uh, cut by Snake is no longer there. This is pretty sweet. They're losing. They they're not drawing cards each turn, basically. So that's mm. pretty brutal. Uh, yeah. You just have to be more careful of you know when yeah, to play this. Good point. So, yeah, cool yeah, mechanic. Point. Yeah. That makes point. Yeah, depending on when you play right. it too. Good point. So now goes winter holiday. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So winter holiday is a spell. It costs nine transfiguration. Your opponent chooses three of his or her lessons in play and discards them. Then you choose three of your lessons in play and discard them. And then it says, if either of you have fewer than three lessons in play, then you discard them all. So yuck. Yeah, this is totally disgusting. (laughs) Um, I mean, I guess, 
I don't know. I, I've, I've never really like understood those cards where like you kind of do this type of damage to yourself unless it's just like preventing your opponent from doing so much more damage to you and you don't have anything else that at that point it's like if my lessons aren't doing anything for me, then why have them? You know what I mean? Or right. like if it's towards the end of the game and you realize that you're kind of losing and so you're like, it doesn't really matter if I get rid of lessons if it means that they can too. That's really yeah. the only thing. And I think that's where these kind of cards come in, but I just don't run them often because I don't want to do that. Yeah, same. I'm totally yeah. with you. I could see it being handy in a uh, deck where this is like the highest cost card and it's probably like, the only really high cost card you have. So that way when you get to finally play it, all of the cards, you discard three, you're left with six. You can actually do stuff with those six um, versus your opponent that might be like trying to ramp up to play some higher late level or right. late game cards. But yeah, I'm not really sure. Yeah, it, I think, I mean, I considered playing this card in my stacks because um, if your opponent is running one shop or stuff like that, they are not necessarily running mm. the most lessons, right, in comparison mm-hmm. to you. And also, if you started with Dumbledore or something like that, this costs only seven, yeah. right? And if you have Forbidden Corridor out, then, like, you're just limiting that your opponent doesn't discard lessons and maybe discard, like, a key card that you want to get rid of, like a character or an item, but definitely it takes a special build to make this work. Um, I always love oh, the yeah. art, though. So yeah, totally. yeah, I definitely love that. Very good. Then we have the wooden flute, as described in the books. Uh, you know, with the owl and it's all wooden and stuff. It costs eight, uh, but then you can choose up to three, and it's a spell, even though it's an item. But it's a spell, and it, you can choose up to three creatures in play and return them to their owner's hand. So it can be your creatures, your opponent creatures. You return three of them, uh, up to three. So you know, it doesn't have to be all three. Uh, so interesting. Um, I don't know why I would play this over. Spider Exodus, I guess only if, um, only if I have, I guess if I'm also running creatures, right? Because you want to target your opponent and not every, every other creature in play. Uh, do you, either of you use this card? I don't use it, but I could see it coming in handy for healing, uh, a bunch of your creatures at once. So if your opponent's done multiple damage counters and you could take three right back and then hopefully get them back into play shortly thereafter. But yeah, no, I don't really play this card often. Yeah, that I can see sense. this, uh, like you were saying, Doug, like if, if you're returning maybe your owls, for example, where each owl does something for you, you know, like you've oh, got true. owls that can get mm-hmm. lessons or owls that can, you know, get other cards, or you can see the top card. If it's a lesson, put it in play. If it isn't, then put it back on top of your deck. Um, so that kind of thing where like if you return them to your hand, then you can replay them using their ability again. Um, but I don't know. Maybe I should play it in my owl decks mm. just because also the flute looks like an owl or something. Yeah, exactly. Some, yeah, it's yeah, kind of nice. For the flavor. Yeah, dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, if, if you do, let us know how that works. I personally yeah. haven't done that. Um, I haven't played this card, but yeah, I mean, why not? That's a really good idea, definitely. That leads us to our next spell, which is Anti-Cheating Spell. It costs three charms lesson power. It reads, look at your opponent's hand. If there are any lesson cards there, choose one of them and discard it. So, ha, they can't cheat on you. No, I'm just kidding. They're not cheating. They just happen to have lessons in their hand. But uh, it's nice, let's say, uh, if they have multicolored deck, you could target a specific lesson and be like, well, you can't even get that into play quite yet. Uh, early yeah. game uh, control card. Pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty cut and dry here. I like it. I've played yeah. this I played this card, yeah. 
You have McGonagall there mm-hmm. looking different in every card that she has. Right. So now we can move on to the Bewitching Snowballs. Yes, Bewitched Snowballs is a spell. It costs five charms, and you've got the twins there throwing some snowballs at Voldemort that's just hiding behind uh, Quirrell's turban. Do three damage to your opponent or to a creature of your choice, then draw a card. It's always nice to be able to do something and then draw a card uh, without having to waste an action. So I've I've definitely run this in some of my um, charms decks. I like it. Yeah, definitely. I I think it's funny how like the snowballs seem to be pummeling Voldemort in the face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Maybe he likes it. <laughs> yeah, <tried>. maybe. <laughs> you say well, Voldemort well, likes balls. Our next in the card face. is. One of the most popular cards, I feel like, of this entire game. Yes. Yeah, so from balls to bats. And we <laughs> had a black bat for four beasts, uh, care for magical creatures. And when you play this card, you do two damage to your opponent. It also hits for two damage each turn. And it has a health of one. So, yeah, you know, people love this card. You get some damage in quickly. It's cheap. And it keeps damaging your opponent if, you know, they live it on. So, simple yeah. and yep. interesting. Yep, I definitely. It's a favorite for a reason. Yeah, yeah. I, I love I love this card. Um, I I do run four in my creature deck. Uh, I would yeah. run more if I could. It's definitely one of those <laughs> that uh, you just just stack them up, you know, because two damage sucks, but like right away you do two damage, and so that's definitely dope. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I I f- should put some bats in my owl deck. Do it. Um, Let's see. I think that takes us to our next card. It's Bucking Broomstick, seven Quidditch power uh, cost, and it reads: Do three damage to your opponent. <coughs> then, if your opponent has any cards in his or her hand, he or she he or she chooses two of them and discards them. Uh, one if he or she only has one. So again, like Mona says, do something and then something right. else. Uh, yeah, powerful Quidditch spell. Yeah, with Dumbledore out, only five. Mm-hmm. It's pretty intense to discard yeah, two cards intense. and do three damage. So pretty cool card, yep. yeah. For the this this overpowered type, um, <laughs> definitely. So want to talk about some cakes? Yes, yes, let's. Also, I was really confused when you said the name of this card. I totally misheard you. Oh, Jesus! Okay, oh, so, you didn't uh, mishear anything. <laughs> <laughs> What are your, your cakes, Mona? Oh, talk, right. Talk Let's talk about some cake. cauldron cakes. It costs one potion. It is a healing spell. Choose up to two non-healing cards from your discard pile and put them on the bottom of your deck in any order, then draw a card. So pretty um, cut and dry. Nice. I I have I do like this card. Um, I probably don't run it as much as I should, but I don't have a lot of potions decks. I'm working on it. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. yeah, no, this is a great card. I really do like this one a lot. I'm yeah. sure Amelia's a fan, right? Super cute. I don't run it, but I do love the, you mm-hmm. know, the cake candy fantasy here. Yeah, that um, art is yeah. uh looks delectable. Um but I guess that takes us to our next spell with Amelia, which is the Charms Accident. Yes. Uh, so we have to get into the accident here. So two Charms spell. And you two damage you do two damage to your opponent, and then you may choose a non-healing item in play, and return it to its owner's hand. Uh, so yeah, pretty simple. Do two damage, return an item. Uh, if your opponent has expensive items, that it's nice to set them back a little bit, like a bulgey or something, right? Yeah, uh, and the thing with this is, yeah, I don't know exactly if I would play this, but. It's cool. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think the art's funny. Is that like Seamus Finnegan or something setting a quill on fire? I'm not sure who that's. Yeah, was it when Guardian Leviosa yeah. he burns mm-hmm. the somehow burns it? Yeah, yes, yep. definitely. So yeah, interesting card. I don't play it myself, but uh, like yeah, like Mona said, that would be uh, a shocker if you so your opponent has a Bulgai in play and you put send it right back to their hand. Yep. Now we have one of the promos for the starter yes, decks. and it's one I'm missing oh. badly, so listener, let me know if you see one for sale. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but no, for real, uh, the Chimera, it's a gorgeous artwork. I love this card. Um, but it's a creature. It does four damage each turn and has a health of two. I love when they're that simple. There's really nothing more to it. But uh, this artwork is the head of a lion, the body of a goat, I believe, and the tail of a dragon. Um quite the chimera i think chimera is across various fantasy literature like uh vary yeah. in different ways but i i do like this portrayal mm-hmm. such a missed opportunity why does it have only it should have a, a third effect right three things or something right. yeah. good point that um, makes sense yeah this is like i think it's like this show like we run out of a little bit of gas by the end and the designers are just like <laughs> Putting everything in the co- in the rares and then in the comments, like let's just yeah, put a chimera, exactly. cost seven, blue wig, who cares? You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we can go to the dog bite yes. though. All right, dog bite is a spell. It costs four. Care magical creatures. Choose a creature in play. That creature does damage to your opponent equal to that creature's printed damage each turn. So. If you had, like, a Chimera in play and it costs seven, then it does that seven damage. If you have a Chimera in play, you lost the game because it's a horrible card. (laughs) If you have a Chimera in your deck, then just throw your deck away. Oh, jeez. JK, JK. Uh, no, no. Balance. You make the decks you want. Yes, but imagine course. being dog and playing fluffy and then like, Mona comes and has like four dog bites out of her, you know, sleeve and just like kills you. It her, is you know? true. I do have four <laughs> dog bites in my sleeve currently. <laughs> just for that occasion that fluffy appears. Yep. Uh, no, really, really cool, right? Like it, yeah. and it has Nate being bitten by fluffy. So it's uh, adequate, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, yeah. So, um, then we have my favorite card, Art in the Set. Yes. Nice. And that's Every Flavor Beans, which is not a spell. Uh, it's a candy, though. Uh, and basically, for only one Transfiguration, you reveal the top two cards of your deck and put any lessons in play uh, that are revealed. Mm-hmm. So, that's, that's it. And you discard any non-lesson cards. And... You draw a card. So yeah. why is this not a Quidditch card if it makes so many things, right? <laughs> but it's a Transfiguration spell. I personally like this spell a lot. Um, it's, you know, if you set it up, you can set it up with things like, I think it's like practice session or something like that. Mm. If you're running Quidditch uh, or something that allows, allows you to arrange your deck, you get two lessons in play, you get to draw a card, and you get to play Candy. If you're someone like me that just wants to play cards they like then you know you're trying to figure out how to play them so yeah i love the art is the original birdie bots um i love that the little jingles at the end of the back yes so, so dope I, I i do yeah. like this art a lot same here it's fantastic and i i like this card i just wish you didn't discard the ones that weren't lessons yeah. because I, what is it uh wizard crackers or something very similar where you reveal a card and if it's a lesson you put in the play otherwise it goes to your hand mm. i like i'd much rather it go to my hand than just like damage but it is what it is you do get to draw that other card Definitely. so it makes up for yeah. it right 
True. But you can talk about the fire protection potion. Yes, this is an, our next spell. It's a uh, fire protection potion. It costs three potion power, and it reads, do three damage to your opponent during your opponent's next turn. Prevent all damage done to you by spell cards. Man, I need to play more of these. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, but that's the thing. I, I also probably would play this on my turn, and then but come my opponent's next turn, they do damage, and I forget that I'm even preventing it. So yes. it's like, I just got to keep track of that. <laughs> That is that is one of the hardest with, with those types of like spells where it's like you played on yours and then like for some reason their turn comes and it seems like it's forever ago that you just yes. played a card. Yeah, and it's like it wait, happens. yeah, all the time. Yeah, or your opponent just doesn't play the spells that do damage you, right? It's just yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's yeah. a weird mechanic. Mm-hmm. True, <laughs> right? That leads us to our next spell with Mona. Okay, that is a uh, Fungiface Potion. And it costs four potion lessons. It's a spell. To play this card, discard one of your potion lessons from play. Do six damage to your opponent or to a creature of your choice. Uh, so it's always nice to have the option. It, uh, it only costs four and it does do six damage. Um, I don't play this only because of the uh, having to get rid of one lesson, but I will... I will consider. I will consider it, and I will try to work more with uh, potion uh, cards for sure. Yeah, the only reason I don't play this card is just because the art creeps me out. But also, I know yeah. it's just mushrooms growing on his face. But it reminds me, like, man, I'm glad I'm no longer in my adolescent years. Uh-huh. <laughs> that yeah. was not fun. <laughs> I feel. Yeah, and I guess that the, that when you remove the mushrooms, they take part of your face out. Like, what's the flavor of this? Like, damaging <laughs> right. you? I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, but really weird, and uh, we can move on because it is a very disturbing art, <laughs> yeah. I think. Oh, and also, uh, Goyle or Crab, whoever that is, looks like Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Uh, if you've seen the movie, like, it looks like the, one of those characters. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yep. we have the Knot coming mm-hmm. up. Uh, uh, growing up, I always say Knot <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, I don't know, because I was a kid. And uh, it only costs one. And it gives you an extra action next turn if you discard it, right? So, you know, just to summarize the money, you play only one per turn, it stays. It has to stay in play until the start of your next turn, and then it activates. You discard it, and you get an extra action. But if you have Draco Malfoy, you you play it for free, and you're basically moving a free action for your next turn. Right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It can be useful then. That makes sense. Otherwise, I wouldn't play it, to be honest. But I don't know, Mona, do you play it? Without Draco Malfoy's Um, I do. I do play this and Sickle in my um, Charms deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is really kind of helpful. Like, I, I do, like, well, sometimes I'll I'll get it, like, right at the beginning, and then I'll be able to play it uh, using it to get more lessons in play so that I can get the wand shop and then continue on moving some of the heavy hitters. Um, so, yeah, I do. I do like like the nut. <laughs> the Knut. I think they even <laughs> pronounce it like that in the PlayStation One game when you're in. They, yeah, and also like, oh, go get the Knuts. Yeah, and like, you're like, Why? oh, okay. Uh, I guess. I guess that's <laughs> what we're doing the nuts. now. I guess. Does yeah. the nuts happy pride? Yeah. Um, so, what are we? Uh, just a question about this. But you're just you have an action that you're using to play this, and then you have an action next turn. Why would you play that? I just don't get it. Right. You know, I, like, I... There's no net I anything. do... I, so I understand that, right? So, like, you use this as an action, yeah. you know, you play it, and then you discard it. So, like, the next... So it's almost like you're getting rid of one for the other, but I think it's so that right. you can play yeah. multiple cards during one 
turn. So like, yeah, that makes so sense. like That's this true, has yeah. really helped me when I have an opponent that plays a cop by Snape. So I can play all three lessons at once and I don't have to wait ah. until the next turn to play the, the, the last lesson. Right. So like in order for me to get rid of caught by Snape, I have to play three lessons. Right. And so yeah. this, yeah, you're moving one action to another. Exactly. Turn, so you're just replacing it's it. It's basic, not like it's really yeah. giving you, it does give you an action, but essentially it doesn't because it, it costs an action. And so you're just sort of saying, Hey, I'm going to use this action during my next turn. Yeah. And I'm going to kind of yeah. put this card it moves out there. An action to a turn. Exactly. Yeah, I guess cool. for me, yeah, I just play with Malfoy. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, and that's and that's and that probably works even better, maybe because you know you kind of have like the ability to to do that with any item, uh, as opposed to just the just just this one. But um, but yeah, it just kind of seems because I I start with uh, Snape for that deck, and that deck is specific to Snape because Snape gives me that yeah. potions. Um, the potions power, you know, and so it just kind of works yeah. like that. But yeah, if if it wasn't for Snape and that combination, maybe I wouldn't I wouldn't use it like that. So that's fair, definitely. Now we have one. Oh, another cool card, yeah. another candy card. One of Amelia's favorites. We got Licorice Wand spell. It's candy. Uh, it only costs one charms power, and it reads: Do two damage to your opponent, then draw a card. Uh, Licorice Wand isn't really a wand, so you don't have to worry about it replacing any existing wands mm-hmm. in play. But a uh, pretty nice card. I actually really like that. Yeah, it is. It's it's a good one. It's kind of straight cut and dry, right? Do two damage and draw a card. I dig it. Yeah, that's some really stale licorice yeah, yeah. <laughs> right sure that. okay next we've got a quidditch spell loop the loops it cost eight quidditch uh power do four damage to your opponent then draw four cards so um i mean it's uh, it's fine i don't i don't personally use it um i like that you can do four damage and draw four cards but i also don't at the same time because that's a lot of cards <laughs> to draw so uh you know that's especially if you don't really need to and uh you know at the end of the day drawing on um actions or whatever i mean you're really kind of depleting your own deck and so you want to make sure that you kind of uh don't do that if if you don't have to so totally yeah. Um, so yeah, interesting card. And then we move to another interesting card. Cost six. It's a spell, but it's a potion. It's the Ma- Manegro potion. Mm-hmm. And basically, this card one of your potion lessons in play, and you do that much damage. Oh, count the number of sorry, count the number of potions lessons in play. So that means potions lessons, not power, right? So just the actual right. lessons that you have. Yep. And do that damage to your opponent. Then choose one of your potions lessons and discard mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, it's a card. It does things. I will never use this card. <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially uh, considering most of my potion or it wants lessons. Most of my potion power is coming from cultures yeah. and stuff. So, like, I don't. Yeah. I think there's a revival card that's very similar where you're discarding uh lessons to do damage i think so maybe there's like some kind of a deck idea there but i can't even put my finger Mm -hmm. on it but i have a feeling this card might be one you want to revisit in the future All right, and that leads us to our next card, which is Muffling Draught. It costs three potions p- power, and it's a spell that reads during your opponent's next turn, he or she can't use actions to play spell cards. So yeah, you're uh, doing some limiting to your opponent there. I don't play this, but man, uh, I kind of want to yeah. now. Yeah, good card. I mean, it definitely prevents your uh, opponent from doing what they probably are setting themselves up to do, uh, playing spell cards, mm-hmm. so yeah. it's nice. Yeah, evil yeah, against depends. Quidditch too. 
Yeah, you have to be as as, as always check that your opponent you know has spells. If it's an item deck or character deck, then this is yeah, less true. powerful. And her man is looking fully like she wants to talk to the manager face here. <laughs> Very, Very interesting art yeah. there. Yes. Yeah, it's Karen speaking <laughs> yeah. to manager. So, what about the outpost? Yeah. Mona? So. Outpost is really cut and dry. It is a spell. It costs six care magical creatures. And it says draw three cards. And that's it. All about resource building. Yep. I guess the owls are dropping off cards from the That's it. Exactly. Some (laughs) birthday cards there. Yes. Uh, brooms that people don't know are brooms. Please, like in the first let one of these be the promos. <laughs> what is this? They oh, edited boy. that, I think, because I remember like them saying like, "What could it be?" And it's like obviously <laughs> yeah. a broom. And now then the newer version doesn't say that. I don't know. Maybe oh, I just imagined hilarious. it. But we can move into other memories that are maybe false, and that's the photo album. Yes. Oh, so we have lots of pictures here. It costs five. It's a charms item for once, and. Before each of your turns, you draw a card. So you're drawing extra cards each turn. You're drawing two cards per turn. Uh, I personally like this card. You know, if your deck has a quick, you know, a quick strategy to it, one damage each turn is not really that much and you're getting more resources. So, uh, I play variants of these cards in any game I play, basically, because this is a very basic, uh, mm-hmm. card. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't play this one too much, but uh, I definitely understand the value of it. Um, but it's funny, our next card is actually number 69, nice. Uh, but no, it's also <laughs> appropriate because it's the other <laughs> the other gargoyle. Uh, we got the sandstone, sandstone gargoyle yep. this time. Uh, when sandstone gargoyle does damage your opponent, if he or she doesn't have any creatures in play, it does two more damage to him or her. So the base damage is one and a health of two. But like we said, if they don't have creatures in play, that damage is three. Uh, get a bunch of sandstone and marble gargoyles in play and your opponent doesn't have creatures, they are not going to have a fun time. Right. Definitely. Yep. Yeah, really good to play this one and uh, marble at the same time. Dope. Totally. All right, next we've got a school broom that looks very old and <laughs> um, just just the worst type of broom. Uh, it's an item, and it costs four Quidditch. It does provide one Quidditch power. When you play this card, draw a card. If you play this card and you already have a broom in play, discard the old one. I haven't played this. Um, maybe you guys have. I don't. I haven't. There's so many brooms to choose from. This one isn't one that I'm uh, choosing often. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't. I don't do Quidditch. And and the shirt that I'm wearing today is like totally Quidditch, and it's just like hating on Quidditch. I'm Team all Quidditch. Yeah. I'm just hating Quidditch on the card game, not the actual thing. Gotcha. The actual thing cool. is much much worse. But no, let's go to. Uh, it's a bad joke, sorry. But let's go to the next card. It's uh, Scribbly Force. Yes. Yep. Like Scribble Force. And it costs seven. Uh, it's trans a, a Transfiguration card. They're very surprised. Something's going on there with that quill. And you choose two of your opponent's cards in play. And they choose one of them to discard them and one to return to their hand. So... Once again, I'm not a fan of cards that give your opponent options unless it's like uh, the Neville torturing Neville card. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, for seven, you should just be able to, I feel, discard at least one of them and then return the other to a hand or something like that. So yeah, it's a common for a reason. 
Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of expensive just to do that. You know, it's like yeah. there there are some others where, you know, I I would rather play like um picking on Neville or something like that, you know. Totally. So, yeah. Whatever. Um and that leads us to our next potion. It's sleeping potion. It costs 4 potion power. It's a spell. Do 4 damage to your opponent during your opponent's next turn. He or she can't use actions to play adventure cards. So we saw a little bit of that earlier, but this also deals some damage, so pretty nice. Yep, definitely good. Uh, one of the good potion cards to have that doesn't uh, make you get rid of lessons. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, next we've got Switching Spell, which costs four Transfiguration. It's a spell, and it says choose an item in play and discard it, then search your deck you may take an item card from your deck, show it to your opponent, and put it into your hand, then shuffle. So you're essentially switching item for item. Nice. Yeah, it seems like item decks play. would go yeah. hand in hand with like transfiguration cards. There's a couple of transfiguration cards uh, that I feel like work well with items. Do you have transfiguration lessons in your item decks, Amelia? Well, yeah, there was one that when I had the, the clock... The, with the Dumbledore, oh, Dumbledore right. thingy. Watch, yeah. Um, so yeah, I sometimes and I had their mirror, and it was a whole mess of a deck. <laughs> uh, but yes, I've had, I've had. I wish uh, once again, this is a uh, reminiscent of an old Magic card that did something that you sacrifice a, an an artifact in Magic is artifact, and you bring any artifact from your deck. Mm. Uh, okay. I wish this did that. Yeah. So it's like. You could do like some cool stuff. You can bring the Sorcerer's Stone out or something like that. It could be made from the top seven cards. I don't know. It's just a very underwhelming card. You're paying two actions to search for an item, right? Because you played an item, that's an action. You play this spell, it's an action. Uh, so just a bad card, in my opinion. Okay. At least. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would like for it to go in play instead of to the hand. I mean that that would make it an actual switching spell, essentially. Yeah, right. yeah. 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 that makes sense. Yeah, well, but that's what we have. And then uh, we have uh, Chill Boogies. It's a three Care for Magical Creatures cards. And you have, like, a troll resting. Like, he did something very, very extraneous, and he's very tired now. And uh, Harry has the boogers on his wand. (laughs) This is really inappropriate. But whatever, it's a spell. And it you can choose a non-healing item in play and return it to its owner's hand. So Harry returns the boogie wand. I don't know. Another card that I think the flavor is not really that right. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. just kind of underwhelming. I kind of agree yeah. with you, like you said, with your sentiment where Wizards of the Coast was like, we're running out of ideas. <laughs> we're at yeah. the last yeah. couple cards of the set. <laughs> but what's funny is this last one in the set is one I run many instances mm-hmm. of in various transfiguration Same. decks I have. Uh, but this last card is called Vanishing Step, which is also funny. One, I think it was the base set, or, or maybe it was Quidditch Cup. The last card was Vanish. Uh, but Vanishing Step is a spell. It reads, during your opponent's next turn, he or she gets one fewer action. As we've discussed, actions are priceless in this game. So mm-hmm. to limit your opponent, uh, man, Brutal, you, you could yeah. really just set yourself up uh, for them to only do one thing. And then you could kind of maybe, yeah, if you have items that and the money, all, all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, this is a great card. I I play it often. It's a brutal card. Yeah, it's yeah. Amazing. For the price, for the price, really yeah. Good. One transfiguration power. Uh, that's crazy. You could play this as as soon as you start the game, as long as you have one lesson in play. Or if you're playing as McGonagall, yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's one of the things like that. This has actually really come in handy with like my McGonagall deck where I do, cause I run 75 of these in my deck. And so like hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. And so out of the 40 cards. Yes, exactly. Uh, and so, you know, like just it being like one of the first cards that I pull, I'm like, Oh, dope. So like, if you wanted to put two lessons, cause like at the beginning of the game, we're all looking to put lessons, right? So we can actually play these cards. Mm-hmm. And so just to be able to stop your opponent from doing that, um, it is, it is brutal. And also if that were like, if there were actual vanishing step and you fall, I just feel like that's going to be so painful right there. Like just oh, looking God. at the art, I'm like, yo, look at you. Like how are, like your knee is just shattered. It's yeah. just, you might die like, if you fall from there. There's no <laughs> handles around your face. Yeah, everything. It's, it's just going to be brutal. It yeah. is brutal. But what's yeah. awesome is we did it again. We've covered another full That's set. Well, actually, there's another card here. Oh, uh, this is something that many people do not notice oh. about this set in the Care, Care of Magical Creatures lesson. Yeah. And he said this is the first time that they add, uh, instead of three paws, it has four uh, little fingers. No way. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm just making I was going to say, wait. <laughs> It's exactly the same lesson. I'm too dumb. I'm literally looking at it and I'm like, huh, really interesting. And then I'm like, but I know that, like, that's okay. I'm like, "Eh." you get trolled by me. Happy Pride? Yeah, I, <laughs> like I'm just like what? <laughs> uh, no, but that's the thing. Uh, we covered uh, 75 out of 80. The last five uh, cards, as always, are just lesson cards. We got care of magical creatures, charms, potions, Quidditch, and transfiguration. But that's another expansion set in the book, you guys. Uh, I think it's about time we do some plugs and wrap this one up. Thanks so much for listening. Um, one thing I do want to shout out before we talk about our individual projects is we have a Gmail account. It's renovatepodcast at gmail.com If you want to get in touch with us uh we also have a facebook group all of our links and stuff will be in our episode description so definitely uh head over to our social media channels and check that stuff out but for now uh let's see uh how about amelia where can our listeners find you on the internet you can find me in uh anywhere in my channel with nostalgia collective investments talking about many dead games but mostly you know things like neopets harry potter middle earth there's too many to list <laughs> but if it's dead i probably cover it if it's tied to a big franchise and uh, also in the metasuit discord since i'm a judge for the metasuit or metasuologist or in the metasuit channel because i also officiate matches yeah. so nice. you can hear me commenting on matches there or if you live in california no don't <laughs> That's yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> Fair that's yeah. that's it for me. All what right. about you, Mona? Okay, so um, you can find me on my YouTube channel, Into the Flu. I also recently got into the TikTok world, uh, so TikTok and Instagram at Harry Potter Morsey, you can find me. Um, I also have recently started working with MuggleNet as a uh, columnist Woo! for them. And so if you go to the MuggleNet website, which is MuggleNet.com, under the quibbler, you'll find my column into the flu. Uh, and so there I write about the Harry Potter trading card game as well as old school merchandise that kind of share the same, um, style as my YouTube channel. So I just kind of like write about it and hopefully just kind of get the word out there that this is a phenomenal game. And, um, and you're getting yeah. paid. It's important. And I'm getting, uh, yes, this is a real yes. thing, people. It's not out of this the. Is, it comes with devotion, but it comes with money. So, congrats, oh. Mona, because that's a really sweet gig. 
Thanks, oh, guys. And Mona, do you want to tell our listeners about the league you're working on? I do. On? We can have links right. to the Discord yeah. and stuff yes. in, our, in our description. Yes, I would love for any of you to join the league if you're interested in webcam play. So you'll play <laughs> with your physical deck. Um, Let's go. Yeah, so <laughs> this is different than like what's already out there, which is you know a lot of like um, playing on Untap and Lackey, which is a phenomenal platform as well. Um, I I know that there's just a lot of people who play different ways, and so I personally enjoy playing with your physical deck, and so um, I'll put a link uh, in the description of the Discord so you can join it, and that is for anybody worldwide. I've kind of done my best to try to accommodate most time zones, so we play uh, Wednesday. Wednesday morning, 8 a.m. my time, which is MST, which happens to work for the players in Japan and other parts of Europe. And then Thursday, uh, 5 p.m. my time, uh, which happens to work for others, EST, uh, etc. So if it if it's something that you're interested in, then please go there. If you don't know how to play, there's also um, a link in there of my video on how to play the game. And if you don't have a deck, then we've got you covered on that too. Uh, I'm, I'm in the middle of building decks for uh, as, as inexpensive as I can make them, um, just so that people who don't have the money to buy lots and boxes and all this kind of stuff, they could at least uh, you know benefit from playing the game. That's, that's the whole point, and that's what I think all of us want, is just for people to play the game. So if you're interested in that... Uh, then please head over and, and uh, see if it's And we'll you. be around at some point, uh, me and Doug, and we'll, we'll be able to play once we have the time. But we definitely are excited for this league. We all want to get in those live camps and touch our decks so we can play with all of you and, you know, have a good time with Harry Potter cards. Yep. Yes. Definitely. Oh, man. Definitely check that out, listener. Uh, you get to see us play our lesson decks and uh, just nothing but adventure decks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, also, uh, I'm available or findable on the internet at uh, Almost Better Than Silence. It's a podcast I host with my friends. It's a video game show. If you like video games, definitely give it a listen. Hopefully, uh, it, you'll find something up your alley there. Uh, I also Twitch stream under that handle, ABT Silence, twitch.tv. ABT Silence is where I'm playing some Harry Potter trading card game with my wife from time to time, but mainly just Fall Guys and other just goofy antics, all sorts of... Uh, craziness over there so definitely head over there if you're interested it's a bunch of that's gonna it's a f- bunch of fun i have just have to say like you know i joined a dog stream like reluctantly at first i was like what the <laughs> what is this game why is there like beans all over why do they wear funny things but it's so entertaining and Doug really housed a really really fun stream also his wife is a moderator so you get to talk with both of them and i'm normally there too so, you know, catch us there. Yes. Uh, it's really fun. I really, really recommend it. Really fun. Yes, I'm going to make Thank it. So I'm going to make it there one of these nights. I know it's usually uh, late for my old ass, but um, <laughs> I will make sure that I make it there uh, to support whatever it is that, that Doug does and Emilio. It's always going to be phenomenal. So uh, check it out for sure. That's how I feel about these two. It's been such a fun uh, catching up with you guys and talking about this expansion set. I'm looking forward to the next one. The next one's actually going to be Chamber of Secrets. We're probably going to have to break that up into two parts because it's just such a large amount of cards. And we might even have a few surprise episodes uh, in between there. So uh, keep an eye on your feed from us. Uh, But yeah, if you you can, also leave us a review. That really helps. So... Uh, that's gonna do it for this week. Uh, I guess we can all say mischief managed. Mischief managed. managed.